Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind, y'all. <laughs> That's right. This is episode 37 of the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast. And we have a very special episode today with two of my favorite homies. You know, we all came together for the for the much talked about conspiracy podcast that we wanted to dip into. You know, it's been a minute since we had a juicy old alien filled paranoid conspiracy podcast. So we're giving that to you today. We had a great time earlier, chopping it up, cutting it up, flipping it around and really getting into some new theories. Okay. This is a very spooky, very juicy, very meaty fucking beef jerky beef stew episode of the ghost shrimp and friends podcast you know because it's none other than my man foam breeze and my man deep nuts up on this shit you know two of the heavy hitters up in this ghost scout organization you know when it comes to the when it comes to slinging that 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 mental fucking ridiculousness these guys are two of the top you know, so we got together and had a very fun time doing this, and uh, that was great. And it it fits in very nicely with uh, me and Wolfie's paranormal investigation in the Goshrip National Forest on one of the recent Behind the Foreskin episodes on the Patreon page. Um, if you didn't get to see that, me and Wolfie, there's a video, a six minute long video of a real in depth investigation into the circumstances surrounding a alien invasion and attack on the Goshrimp National Forest. And we have proof, and you can see it. You know, we're getting to the bottom of this. And this is a great continuation of that. Uh, I really can never talk enough about aliens and buttholes and conspiracies and buttholes and aliens and hollow earth and hollow buttholes you know there's never a limit for me on that we get we go all over the map on this very fun um, what else this week? Um, we put in the, the order for the Saraswati posters. So if you pre-ordered one, congratulations. We got enough interest to make them. And uh, they will be arriving here in uh, later this month. It says the 26th. Um, and uh, I will be shipping them right on out to you when they get here. We got the tubes ready to go. And uh, so big shout-outs to everybody who pre-ordered a Saraswati poster. It's not too late. You can go pre-order yours today. We're getting a fat old stack, and the pre-orders are all going to be signed and numbered. So that's exclusive, you know. Um and uh, what else? Oh, the people who are on the email list, the workshop waiting list, check your emails 
because the early bird special is on right now. So people who got on the waiting list for round four of the 12-week online group workshop, check your emails. A very secret message was sent to you this morning. Follow the instructions to sign up early for that workshop you know and if you uh if you're ready to sign up right now for that workshop and you want to get on in and on this uh early bird email list action hit me up because now's the time spots are going fast already very exciting nothing gets me more hyped up than the workshop the only thing that gets you more hyped up than the workshop is ghost scout training camp and that's coming up too you know what i'm saying the summit the Ghost Scout Summit is the first weekend in June, and the and that is the due date for applications for Ghost Scout Training Camp. They're really pouring in now. I think I've gotten one every day for the, for the last few days. Um, we've got three or four new applicants, and uh, the list is growing longer, so it's always hard to choose. Um, but if you are interested in applying to Ghost Scout Training Camp, head over to GhostRoomGlobal.com and uh fill out the application okay because it's gonna be the best time of your life you know what i'm saying um there's really nothing more exciting than the secret society of ghost scouts to me you know but that's just me um so uh let's see i guess without further ado we're gonna just jump right in we got we have a new uh supporter on the patreon page patreon.com slash ghost shrimp um a new one dollar member member so shout outs to all the new one dollar members of course all the two dollar members are gonna get a shout out on the back end of this podcast like credits in the epic movie that this rambling old podcast is um, and this is a long one, so we're just going to dive right into it. Let's kick it over to my man, AWOL1. Here we are with not just one, but two very horny guests this week on the Ghost Ship and Friends podcast. It's the return of Foam Breeze and Deep Nuts. Welcome, bow, 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 bow. Hey. Uh, hey, guys. Yeah. How are you guys feeling today? Um, Pretty horny. Pretty horny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm horny. What we were just we we always do a little bit of chatter just to get warmed up before the pod, and uh, that was all making me pretty horny. We have a good we have a good little repertoire here. Mm. This is a nice little uh, triumvirate. Is that can you say that about three people without saying threesome? A triumvirate. Triumvirate. Oh, yeah, I like that a lot better. <laughs> is that what spell it though? Uh, nope. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Andrew, you're a, you're a notoriously bad speller. Yeah, I'd spell it with a Y probably. Yeah. Definitely multiple Ys. <laughs> so uh oh, it's been a while since both of you guys have been on the podcast individually. You guys have been both been on individual episodes, but never together. So this is a little reunion of sorts. 
Yeah, yes, that's right. You put a voice to the face and the name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I've heard, I've heard so much about Cole. It's cool to meet him. For the first time. <laughs> yeah. How, how many times have you guys been in camp at the same time? How many times have you been here, Cole? I've been there twice. Okay. And Green yeah. stuff was there both times. Yeah, true. First time okay. you just kind of guessed visiting, but the first but time, the first family. time what? The first time he was staying at the the Magic Perry cabins. Oh right, he was over at Perfect P's house. Yeah, I was doing my Perfect P residency. Yep. Yeah, I think he residency. shut that down. I think he shut that down. I don't think he has people over anymore. I asked him about it, and he said no. That sucks. Yeah, one of our friends, like one of our friends across town has a sick homestead, uh, and he used to have some people that could stay in cabins and stuff like that. But yeah, I asked him about who was coming through and if he was still doing it. And he was classic Perry shook his head and he was like, no, 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 we're done with that now. And I was like, oh yeah. shit. Well, well, like Perry has a lot, he had a lot of rules up front that he was pretty good about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like definitely. They, paperwork, they paperwork all, Perry. Yeah, there was a lot of front loaded paperwork, but I mean like it, it was all pretty fair and like, yeah. you know, like it was all pretty much, it's like, it's like roommate stuff. It was just like, make sure that you're going to be a good roommate. Yeah. But if you can get on top of that, then it's like, it's a real treat. Don't poop on the floor. Number one yeah, rule. For sure. Poop, poop on the floor. Mostly it's just like it's like no overnight guest stuff. It's like, you know, be it's all it's all very common sense stuff, but like no you know, sex. We want to make sure that... Definitely no sex. Puritan Perry doesn't want Yeah. No, actually he's into it. He's very into sex. As we all are. Yeah. I mean I'm sure he's more into his sex than my sex. Yeah. True. Yeah, he didn't uh, want to hear you having sex. I think that was a special waiver that he just gave to you. Yeah, he's well, like no sex on the premises. Yeah, well, thank God. All right, well, uh, that's probably boring for people to hear about. But um, right. Cole, next, <laughs> Cole, Cole. Yeah. Last time you were here, you were gonna do some research for homework about what? What were we talking about? You were gonna do some heavy we're... duty homework research into extraterrestrial, supernatural. Sex, hypersexual topics. Do you have anything to report back? Yeah, actually, I did quite a bit of research. Uh-oh. Um, turns out it's all a bunch of hooey. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out, newsflash, conventional science reigns. <laughs> Everything yeah. is hypernatural. It's actually not supernatural at all. It's just literally natural. Everything is just <laughs> as you see it. Okay, that's just the way things are. So quit dreaming. Get your head out of the clouds. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out these uh these aliens and these space people and these hollow earth people. Mm-hmm. Turns out there's yeah, it's just uh creatures from outer space, not aliens. Okay. Just life forms from from beyond. Right. I think that's technically what the word alien does mean though. Uh I thought it meant like uh like uh Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go back and do some more research, dude. You got to go back. Okay. But so Good you're saying, is. so there are creatures, what you're telling us is there are creatures from other dimensions and out there in the universe and they are, are they in contact? Are they watching us? Uh, who is probing our anal, our buttholes? Like what, what's going on here? Well, the key to it is you got to understand that the universe itself is like a, it's like a blob of pink goo, okay? Mm-hmm. And it, okay. Kind of, it compresses and decompresses on all the planets inside of it. 
the I mean it's hard without a visual, but just imagine <laughs> you a pink they're, goo, they're yeah. Pure. Like imagine an egg, uh, okay. a raw egg, um, that's open, it's split open, and it's on a frying pan, uh-huh. and all mm-hmm. just kind of compresses into the yolk, and then the yolk shoots up little spores, mm. yeah, and then it decompresses and it just goes back out, and yeah. that that's basically an alien. That's what an alien. It's an egg. So we're talking about a pink. So we're talking about a, a pink goo coming out of an egg, expanding and contracting with spores coming up out of it. Well, the spores are the, you know, it's there's no egg. It's you know, imagine Earth is the yolk. Okay, Earth uh-huh. is the yolk. Okay, okay. The, so aliens are just growing out of the yolk Earth. So this is a new theory. This is the yolk Earth theory. Right, but you could say that people are those spores that just pop right out. Okay, okay. Or rocks, trees, anything yep. is that uh, anything that really can, you know, that's above sea level. Okay. Or below. What's happening under sea level? What's the stuff sprouting up out of that yolk? Ooh, well, that's the thing. You have to really, you really have to buy into this whole sea thing. So wait a minute, are you saying that the ocean is a hologram? Have you ever been to the ocean? Have you ever been to the ocean? I have been to the ocean. I've been in the ocean, but like it could be a, I mean, who's to say anything could be a hologram, right? I mean, like a lot of... A lot of flat earth theory gets into holograms and that kind of thing. So is, if we're talking about true? yolk earth, because then like, yeah, because the atmosphere is like a hologram and a lot of flat earth things like the stars and all that stuff. That's like an elaborate hologram for us to make think there's stuff out there, but it's not really okay. to hide God from us. Right. So in this yolk, <laughs> in this yolk earth theory, the ocean is the hologram. I love this. This is very juicy. This That's is a brand good. new like like whole set of theorems that are going to come into the mainstream and now blow apart these other theories. This is the yeah. yolk earth theory. Yeah, that's that's way better. That's way juicier than any of the the flat earth hollow earth stuff I that it. I looked up I last it. night trying to get educated for this podcast. So- it's so easy to float in the ocean compared to a bathtub or a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you're saying that the, it's not just salt. That's that's a bunch of fake science. It's a lack of density is what it is. Yep. Hmm. And what's less dense than a hologram? Yep. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. It's the least dense, so it would huh. float. So it floats. Right. You're floating because there's you know there's nothing to sink into. Right. Interesting. I mean, some would say if you spend too much time in the ocean, you you start to absorb hologram particles. Mm, that's what makes your skin wrinkled because it's just like it's the radiation <laughs> is just wrinkling your shit up. And you know, uh, you know, old sailors they always say once you go into the ocean, it just keeps beckoning back to you. That's true. You it's know, addictive. You never it. Yeah. So it's because you've got hologram you're, sickness because you're searching for the. Those uh, those physical particles that just get absorbed by the hologram. Oh shit, dude! It's like a pharmaceutical hologram that's like addicting you while you're in it, and then sedating you. And every time you dip in there, it's like du- it's like doing brain damage and soul damage. It's sucking a little bit more out of you. Have yeah. you ever peed? I mean, or po- that- and think about this, dude. Think about this. My hollow earth theory is that 
is that all the toilets run down to hollow earth and all the fucking shape-shifting, <laughs> all the shape-shifting reptilians are feeding off of our fecal and waste matter down there. Like, like all the, all the plumbing is really just like a fucking telescope, like a periscope up to your toilet so they can watch you taking a shit and, and then they can eat all your poop and your pee when it comes down there. Dude, very oh similar, very similar crossover here. Think about it. Have you ever yeah, gone no, to the bathroom in the ocean? Okay, have you ever peed well, in the ocean? Because I have every single time, and I've seen poop in the ocean, even though I didn't put it there. <laughs> and think about all no, the what? creatures in the ocean, dude. The ocean has like doesn't it have most of the life on the planet, and so all that, all that, all those creatures are going to the bathroom in this holographic pharmaceutical ocean, and that's what's feeding all these fucking shape shifting reptilians down at the bottom of the Marianas Trench slash Hollow Earth. This is all connecting, dude. I'm seeing a lot of parallels happening here. Okay, well here let's like yeah let's break this down a little bit, um, you know because I know that I know that you have some hollow earth shit like there's like there's some album covers have depicted some hollow earth shit do you believe in hollow earth like is that it's like i think if to so... me it makes a lot of sense we know think about this we know that there are caves that go into the earth like it's there are it, it's you can actually go into the earth in caves and people sure. haven't explored all the caves that there are and some of them go really far down so yeah. there is some of Earth is hollow, so it's already pretty much proven. So it's 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 a conspiracy fact. Yeah, no, because yeah, I want to know. I want to know like what is your what is your like real talk version of hollow Earth? Like what are like what what do you take out of that equation? The, just that I think that hollow that, 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 like, that, 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 that if you really if you explored enough, you would come in to different civilizations inside this planet and at the core of it all is the fucking anunnaki fucking ancient alien shape-shifting reptilians they're down there and they're fucking just sitting there feeding off of all the waste products of all our poop okay yeah. all our poop you is think being it's, you siphoning think it's anunnaki, down there. you think it's anunnaki and reptilians or do you think they're the same well Aren't that's like I don't nah. know. I don't know. See, I haven't seen that. See, I don't know. See, I've seen plumbing, and I've seen yeah. caves, and I'm connecting those dots because they both go down. They both go okay. way down. Okay, I'm connecting sure. those dots. I'm with and you I've there. seen lizards. I've seen lizards. We know about. We've seen dinosaur <laughs> right. bones. We know lizards yeah. have ruled this planet for a very long time. But also, uh -huh. if you think about it, this is really a mushroom and insect planet because that is the most abundant life on this planet. So what does that mean? That we're, there's a mushroom internet that has been here. Sure. I mean, yeah, there was a time the there was a time where on this earth there was like mushroom forests that are as big as our forest that we have now. And our uh -huh. world is run by a mushroom internet. So how does that connect? And where, what are all these insects up to? Because they're very organized. Do you think... Well, there's one problem I have with mushroom internet theory. Yeah. yeah. Fungal internet, guys, please. Uh, yeah. Fungal, right. Yeah. True, internet. true, true. Fungal uh, mycelium, mycelium yeah. internet. Mushroom in internet just sounds like a, like you know, like Mario Brothers. Or come on. Dude, Mario yeah. Brothers is trying to hip you to the truth, bro. Back in the eighties. This is this is what you gotta look for, right? This is how you build <laughs> right. conspiracies. Yeah. Gotta, is that there's always here. people trying to hide the truth and there's always people yeah. trying to illuminate the truth, right? Mario like the Brothers Illuminati. The classic elements. You've got you've got mushrooms, you've got yep. plumbing, yep. you've got uh dinosaurs. Oh, oh. 
Yep, genitals, buttholes. We all know it comes back yeah. to buttholes. Dude, what's a black hole in the universe but the butt, butt, butthole? That's a butthole right. out there. You're getting sucked through into another dimension. You're going through a butthole portal, bro. Right. What I want to know about buttholes, and so if aliens have a fixation on sticking stuff into our butthole and exploring our buttholes, what do aliens know about our buttholes that we don't? What if our buttholes are black holes and you can activate it with a probe and fucking go anywhere you want in the universe? That's pretty I good. Got- Dude, there's a lot of theories cooking. There's a lot of theories cooking right now. Yeah. Yeah. This is a conspiracy beef stew we got going right here. Oh, boy. But wait, Cole, were you talking about you had a problem with the mycelium internet? This is going to get out, and I'm going to get fired. (laughs) Fired from what? From my my nib job. I'm never going to get... No, like, no... No subculture is going to trust me after this. This is like what you write about, dude. This is yeah, like, yeah, I know, yeah. But like, I you got to cross dude. over. You have to live it, dude. You have to be yeah. the Hunter Thompson of this shit. You can't just be and you have to insert yourself. You already are. You're inserting yourself into the story. You need to go even deeper, bro. You need yeah. to fucking no, live it day I, in they, and day my, out. My dudes take it deadly seriously, though, and so I have to take it deadly seriously, also. But we're not even saying this is. The re- because there's infinite realities. We're just discussing All right. certain possibilities, hypothetical possibilities yeah. that could that that maybe have a probability of existing. You know what I'm saying? We're yeah. not trying to tell people we're we're not trying to tell people what reality is. We are merely travelers and explorers in this infinitely unknown mysterious reality. The truth is you will could never understand it because the mystery shifts as you unfold it, it folds back in on itself in a new way. That's true. Ideas are free. I'm gonna throw it out there though. Flat earthers, round earthers, like please, I'm just interested in what you do. <laughs> like, like, you know. I'm like I you know, I don't necessarily have an opinion. I'm just open and I'm very interested. I'm interested in you and what you think, and I want you to help me figure out what the truth is. Help us uncover the truth to yeah. yoke earth. And fucking butthole black holes, okay? That's dude. We're just we're we're enriching, we're enriching the landscape here. You know, in a garden, dude, you don't plant one one vegetable, one fruit, one flower. You plant all of them, and you love the bounty of it because they're all different. Yeah. Because they're all different colors, and colors beautiful. What's what's up? And you know, one thing about the whole butthole black hole thing is, how do you think food gets turned into food? Yeah, you know, it comes your body is like a, a sugar snap peas, and it comes out, you know, something that you don't want to put in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Where's that? Yeah, <laughs> it's going through the stomach dimension, filled with fucking tiny bacteria. Because they say that we have more bacterial cells in our body than we do human cells, so we're really just these giant environments for this bacteria. Which who knows where that came from? Asteroid, possibly. Center of the Earth, possibly. Mm-hmm. Outer space, definitely, because we live in outer right. space. So everything is from outer space. We're in outer space right now, bro. So we're just in, we're just fungal servers. We're we're servers in this fungal internet. It could be very much so. Very. Don't we have fungus in our body? Do we? You can sure. get a fungal infection. I know that if you don't take a bath. Yeah. Right, it'll yeah, start cre- it'll start eating your toenails and all kinds of shit, or your butthole. Can you get a fungal infection in your butthole? Now we got some crossover here. Now we're <laughs> now we're putting it together. Yeah, that's I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say it's probable. Yeah, I'm 
say definitely. My brother used to work at a pharmacy, and uh, they have creams for that kind of thing. Yep. Mm. I'm sure it's possible. For butt fungus? Yeah. Yeah. That's That seems Wait. like something that's definitely real. That seems like a lot Wait. of people probably around here have that. Does your brother not work at that pharmacy anymore? Um, I don't think so. Okay, because there's a really good story there where like he would like fight Ben Stein every day, right? Like Ben Stein would come in and he'd. What? Well, I guess he doesn't work there, but. I Wait mean, a minute! Isn't that like if you're a pharmacist, aren't you not allowed to talk about the people who come in though? So isn't that like uh, breaking some kind of uh, vow of secrecy if we talk about? Oh, we it? have to edit that. No, that was that was just that was that was a joke. We're talking about alleged stuff, well, and no, now we're well, not no. talking he would about. Come, it. He would come in and fight your brother in the parking lot. He'd wait outside <laughs> once he was clocked out and definitely not working as a pharmacist. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, like Ben Stein would just arrangement they had. Yeah, and wave, and on his break, he would come out and fight him. Wow. Yeah, he actually, my brother had to take um, a sword class. A sword fighting class? Like fencing? Right. Yeah? Yep. Wow. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I blew this cover. (laughs) You can bleep that out. Yeah. That's a little alley. That's a little alley we just went down, and now we're just popping back out on the main road. (laughs) Yeah, well... So, Cole, Cole, wait a minute. Cole, we need to get your two cents, Cole. Weigh in a little bit more on all this. Let's let's hear where you're going with this. I want to hear where your thoughts are here. About uh, what particularly? About this, about the theories that we're kicking out here, dude. Well, okay, yeah. First off, I want to get back to this this fungal internet. Mm -hmm. That can exist. Mm -hmm. Because why can I never get any service on my phone? Mm. Is your phone a mushroom? (laughs) Is your phone a mushroom? Well, (laughs) I mean, I have my suspicions. Yeah. Dude, sometimes when I'm walking around, if you listen, I'm in the woods and I'm walking around, sometimes you can hear a little chitter-chatter in, if you just put your ear really close and you're super quiet and there's no wind that day and there's no water nearby or any other noises, if you listen through like a toilet paper tube, like to your ear, to a mushroom, it's like you hear a little bit of chatter, like a little cell phone chatter, like a little... So... We got to decode the mushroom internet. Dude, if you could decode the mushroom internet and you could hear what they were talking about, they were talking be they would be talking about sugars and they'd be talking about nutrients. That's what we should be mm. talking about. Well, I'm just I really I've And minerals. Think about that. The minerals. They know where the minerals are kept, dude. That's all people are trying to do, figure out where the oils and the minerals are. Dude, the mushrooms, they already know that. Yeah. Yeah, do you think the do you think the mushrooms know about memes? You think they have a you know, mushrooms probably have like, yeah, just weird sugar memes that they sent weird, like <laughs> grains of sugar that they send around. That's like, a yeah. ins- dude, mushrooms definitely have a sense of humor, but like we would never get it. It'd be like harder yeah. to get than any kind of like obscure, like Czechoslovakian, you know, uh, kind of stand up comedy or something like that. Yeah. You never get it. Cause you're like, just I don't groups, know what this guy's saying. Hilarious proteins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Jokes about fucking, <laughs> jokes about some fucking whatever's going on, you know? Yeah, some chemical compounds. Exactly. That that's just, what I'm like, saying. That that's what I'm saying. Very, yeah. just very retweetable. Just yeah. some very tweetable proteins. Yeah, they meme well, around. They meme around like our table of elements as a joke. They're like, "Yo, they think this is what's up." They're like, beep, 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 beep. like fucking idiots. That's like a redneck. Good. That's like a redneck meme for us. 
<laughs> if mushrooms are that intelligent, though, or like they have some sort of intelligence, should we be eating them? Oh, I eat the fuck out of those mushrooms. But that's what they want, dude. Then they're inside you, and then they're fucking downloading all your shit. You think Facebook's sharing your shit? The mushrooms are sharing your shit, bro. And they fucking elect the mushroom president, and that's what really fucking... <laughs> that's how the shots are really fucking called, dude, if you think about it. Yeah. So they're it's like, like the bears. original Facebook. Like, we're just reinventing a really small, tiny wheel, like the size of a blueberry when we try to make Facebook, dude. That's not... Like, they already have it figured out. They figured it out yeah. around, like, the first extinction level event they probably orchestrate all the extinction level events the mushrooms dude when they're done with us they're just like calling an asteroid fucking delivery from asteroid hut and they're like boom and that's it dude. Yeah. that's all she wrote this is a real this is a real shrewminati like a real a, you know mushroom illuminati sequence true that is true yeah we have a shout out to shrewminati the ghost scout who's been on this very <laughs> podcast in the past i remember she knows what's up she knows about those shrooms shrewminatis yeah that's why she contact. likes to ride horses, dude, because they probably ride. They probably grow in the cow poop too. I mean, the horse mm. poop too, like the cow poop. Mm. 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 Smart stuff. So, Andrew, yeah. you are a specialist on cryptozoology and cryptids, dude. How what what? How does this fit in, man? How does this fucking fit in here? Um, any way you want it to. I don't know if I'm if I'm if I'm that special on cryptids. There's um. My my next time that I that I'm deep down. Let me say this: in- you are interested. It is an interest. You are most because because last time we were talking and I was like, you love aliens and you're like, nah, I love cryptids more. So that's what I'm yeah, talking that, about. Well, yeah, you yeah, like I'm, cryptids. I'm definitely into Bigfoot. I'm definitely into like. There was one I learned this week. I went to like um last podcast on the left did a live show and I went and they talked about. I don't know. There was like a monster that lived in the bottom of a bridge and they would push people off. Oh, um, shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, the next the next big convention is in September, and it's in Portland, Maine, and I'm going to go. Wait, how was the live show of last podcast on the left? Because that's my favorite podcast for sure. Uh, yeah, it was okay. Like they they phoned it in a little, but it was like it was a lot of fun, and like my my buddy had tickets. Were um, you cracking up? Were you laughing? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, I mean like it's mostly just you know they're just doing characters. Like you know they, they there's one dude that does all of the research that does like all the PowerPoint. Yeah, Marcus shit. Parks. Yeah, so Marcus Parks does all the work. You know, there's the Pretty Faces Going to Hell. Dude, yeah, Henry like, Zabrowski's like yeah, the comic like, relief. And then yeah, the, yeah, like, he does Ben all the Kissel's and... like the fucking, he's like the straight man. Yeah, he's the other one. <laughs> um, he, like he tried, to, he tried to do a segment about like pro wrestling and he just couldn't, he just couldn't hold it. He just couldn't yeah. keep together. He's really goofy and hilarious. And he's like seven feet tall. He looks like Frankenstein. Yeah, he's a big monster. Yeah, um, it was a lot of fun. Mostly, they just showed up like gross out videos at the end. Oh, that's funny. And uh, that's what stuck with me. Nice. You know, I've seen an actual cryptid at the, at, the, at this farm town I live in. Really? You Talk know, about it. Tell us yeah. about this. I've never heard of it before on any like. Uh, me and my brother both saw it. I live with my brother in a middle America farm town. Mm-hmm. And it. Uh, we were driving home around sunset one day. Wait a minute. Let me stop you. Had either of you had sex on this day before? Because that somehow affects sometimes your sightings. I have, I didn't. I okay. can't. And you don't know about him. Okay. But, um, but we were driving. We were going. We were about to turn right into our driveway. And this thing just runs across the road into our yard. Oh, shit. Right? And it has... It was moving so fast, but from what it looked like, it had the head of a dog, 
or like a wolf or something, some sort of canine head. But the shoulders of, I would say, a bull or a cow. Whoa. And then back to its hind area, it was like the hind legs of the dog with like a long tail. So it was like a dog with the middle part of a cow, like the size of a cow? Right. Yeah, it probably would stand up to your shoulders or something. Wow. And we've we've been calling it the hound cow. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) I love it. Dude, you gotta draw this, definitely. Yeah, I wanna... I got to post signs up, like, have you seen this in the yeah. area? Yeah, it's sighted, spotted, warning. Say, warning, this animal has been spotted dangerous. Right. And it, but, you know, and it went right into our yard. And it, it must have been running like 40 miles per hour or something. <laughs> oh, my God, that's really yeah. fast. That's like a I car, think... that's like a car speeding through our town. Right. And when we pull in, there's no trace of it. Wow. You know, we can't see this. We we have no idea where this thing went. Were there tracks? We walked around, like, the perimeter and stuff. We walked in all, like, the barns and stuff. There's nothing. No tracks? No tracks. Oh, my God. What about fecal droppings? That's what you look for with animals. Tracks and scat. You see any scat huh. sign? Well, the thing is, I don't think this thing was hanging out. I think it was going from point A to point B. Okay. And mm. our our yard just happened to be right in the middle of it. Okay. You know, this thing was fleeing from something. It was going somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. So wow. now you just got to start, you know, baiting that site. Like, you know, it's like the, the, the Sasquatch guys call it like starting up a habituation site, but really you're just like bear baiting them. Yeah. So, you know, just start nailing up donuts. Just leave, you know. You got to try to babysit. Start a, start a daycare. Okay. Start a daycare mm-hmm. in the backyard and put like a really like a fence that like looks okay, but really it's re- it's a weak fence. You know, it's just like really yeah. almost like a prop fence. And you <laughs> leave the kids out there, and then fucking that that thing will come back, and it'll take one of the kids, but then you'll get it on film, and it'll be worth it. Put one of those motion cameras there. You know what I'm right. saying? It's gonna come back if you start a daycare, if you start a nursery. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Every time. Yeah, I mean, we like can... you know. And just yeah, just human food. Like they love human food, and they can't make it, and that drives them crazy. Mm-hmm. They do. They like, just they, do. they sit there, dude. They watch you. If when you're cooking dinner, dude, if you spin around as fast as you can, and fucking, <laughs> they won't. They won't show up in a reflection. It won't show up, obviously, on a video. Like every supernatural thing that can never be filmed yeah. or captured or proven. But if you spin around fast enough it you got to spin around in a circle three times and then look at the closest window and they'll be steaming it up because they're watching you cook yeah well i've seen some cryptids around the like the 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 sunset in and out for sure and they're just out they're just hanging out wait what do you mean the Uh, sunset oh the sun oh the in and out burger on sunset yeah big time You've seen some cryptids just What's creeping around there, just creeping yeah. real low around there under the tables. Yeah. I mean, not even creeping real low, just mostly like hanging out. They should, they, In-N-Out should have a cryptid style. Don't they have like animal style burgers and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Secret like the, codes? They gotta the, have on, like, a cryptid secret. style, bro. That's like their that's, dark web menu. Cryptid style is like there's some hair and a, and a condom on it, like a used condom <laughs> and some hair on it. That's pretty good, yeah. It's chewy. It's, like, you know, it's yeah, chewy. You're, you're, you got to be drunk to eat that one. Your cashier will give you a knowing look. Yeah. You get the. <laughs> you want that and the chocolate vanilla shake, like the the Neapolitan shake. Mm. Do you I like mean, In and Out Burger? Uh, 
yeah, I mean, like, I, I like it less than, like, any New England diner. Yeah, people but, um, love it. People love it. But it's like, you got to have grown up. I think it's like a West Coast. Because, I mean, they barely have them here. I've never even seen one here. I think they might be getting here now. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, like, it, it grows on you. I was like, like eh, fast. it's okay. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's really good fast food, but, like, every in and out in L.A. is just, like, jam-packed. So it's not fast. It takes yeah. you, like, a half an hour to get your food. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, it's it's comfortable. And, like, in L.A., like, knowing what something is going to taste like is, like, huge. Like, you know, it's, like, any kind of, like, familiarity in Los Angeles is, like, a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, um, I get it so over, people... like, McDonald's, but, you know, other than oh, that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah, if you're drinking, like, it really rewards you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I've definitely seen I've definitely seen some stuff at that that particular in and out. Yeah, anything worth talking about, or is it just a joke I, about weird looking? I mean, people? I don't know. I, like, I mean, I saw like I saw like a like a like a pimp that was a wizard once. That's a, you know, I mean, <laughs> really, like, you know, what made him a wizard? What made him a wizard? The I mean, like the cloak with stars on it. Wow. You know, it's like I mean, like imagine like imagine like a like a wrecked ass James Brown mm-hmm. was a like you know had the stereotypical pimp hat. And the cane, and like the it was like, and it's a it's a the purple zoot suit, but then also the purple and black cloak with stars coming up, and just looking like you know just like a pimp, but a pimp that could also you know turn you into a frog. Wow! Did it conjure up any like uh, of your hatred towards magicians? Because there's kind of a similar visage there, and you hate magicians. I mean, yeah, a little bit. A little <laughs> you started bit. your yeah, blood like... started to boil. Uh, a little bit. I mean, like you started to chub up a little bit. You're like, well, well this fucking I mean, guy. Well, mostly, yeah. I was like, pull something out of your sleeve. Like, pull something. Yeah, ask me do which it. card is mine. Do it. Yeah, I mostly just like I hate the wizards because they just come to my house a lot. Like, just any any house party with a wizard in it, or like with a magician in it. Magicians come to your parties. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple, and you didn't hire parties. them. No, nah, they're wow. just some like they're they're sort of buddies of ours. Sort of, but it doesn't sound like you're friends with them. It doesn't say. It sounds like you freak. You secretly don't. You secretly aren't friends with them. They're off your friends list. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're okay. They're okay. I'm like, I, I like them a lot more than I used to. Mm. Uh, I'm, and I'm getting used to the dude, the magician dude. There's a balloon animal dude that comes to my house a lot too. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. Well, that's yeah. That's bordering clown, right? Right. Do a lot of balloon animals. Yeah, clowns definitely do balloon animals. What's that? What's what do you think, Cole? What who are the weirdest people that you've ever been just hanging out at a party with? Oh, man, I don't go to a lot of parties. Or just you've been in a room with. Who's the strangest? Think back. Think about your entire life. Think about when you were somewhere, anywhere, and you thought that is the weirdest person I've ever met, I've ever seen. Yeah. Um. Jeez. There's your homework for next time. Yeah. <laughs> I think my thing about fucking. My, okay, here's my thing about magicians. Like, <laughs> oh my god, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> just when is it appropriate? Like, when is. Like, you don't like it because they're always on. They're like Robin Williams. They're just coming in and they just can't stop. And you're like, what? Right? Hole, yeah. What? Abso- what, what, what black hole butthole are you trying to fill in your life that you have to yeah. fucking always be the magician that's on call? Right. Yeah. Like, like when when did we ask? When were we like, oh, well, this is a pretty good spot, but only if a, if only a magician were here. 
You know, like, have you ever said that in your but life? But the weirdest thing is, like... the weirdest thing is about this, and maybe you can back me up, Cole, on this. If I were to think, who do I know that would become a, a, a magician? It would be you, Andrew. I would think you would become a magician. <laughs> what do you think, no Cole? Way. Do you know that... anybody that seems like no more way. like they might just become a magician overnight than Andrew? I could see that he's kind of a trickster. Yeah, you're a tri- you're tricky. You you're you you know you have funny facial expressions that you make, and you dance, you move around, and you you know you like to I physically caper. entertain people. And, and you're also grabbing people's ears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. it is true. Yeah, you're looking for stuff in people's ears all the time. I just well, yeah, I just think well, I just think cartilage is cool. That's not a, that's not a crime. That's different. Yeah, like, I really like the way this feels in my fingers. Yeah, I just yeah, and I don't like asking for permission. What happened Usually to wet willies? That wet willies are probably totally out now. Like you, you could probably be fired from your job for a wet willy now. I feel like that's like oh. that's like a level five sexual harassment if you wet willied anyone. Yeah, as an adult, like yeah, that's a big, that's a huge violation. We should bring that back at camp this year. A wet willy. That's really it's terrible. It's gross. It's terrible. I'm gonna bring, I can yeah, totally yeah, like, see that coming back. Yeah, there's like there's some real bad things that I pitched. For us to do at camp, some real psychological horror shit that would not have been as bad as a wet willy. If like yeah. you know, like there's some there's some stuff I've said that you're like we can't do that right off the bat. Like that would be nuts. Yeah. That like you being like welcome to camp and giving somebody a wet willy would have be so much worse than that stuff. Yeah, like yeah. that's such a violation. Like, what if, if you had to do like... a gauntlet? What if you had to walk? It's like the it's like in the night and you had to walk through and you get double wet willies like for like all the people in a row and then they just oh, keep going man. to the end of the line and for like I wonder how long you could take it. I wonder if it would lead to madness. Like. Like, could you take an hour of just taking a step forward, getting a double wet willy, taking a step forward, getting a double wet willy, like just down this line that just keeps resetting itself? How yeah, long could sucks. you do that for? Yeah, give me the paddles every time. Do you think you'd be deaf by the end of it, Cole? Most likely. Because of all I this mean, weird saliva would like erode and like it would corrode your eardrums and shit? Or you develop some sort of fungal infection in your ear. Oh, fuck. Then you maybe could hear the mushroom internet calling you. Then you could really <laughs> hear it. Maybe that's how you do it, dude. So this is a good idea. You got to lube it yeah. up. Because it's about vibrations. What if you lube your ear up and you do some, you make some enhancements? So you just went to that like body hacking. Uh, you just did the, the nib comic on that body hacking thing. Is anybody yeah. body hacking their, their, their ears to be like super hypersensitive? That would be actually kind of a cool one. Uh, they could hear stuff super far away. I mean, like, we're trying to do a bit, but the answer is, like, yes, definitely. Yeah. Like, that's definitely a thing that was happening. There, like, I'm, I met a dude that, um, that grew an ear out of, like, um, just, like, stem cells and then had it implanted into his arm. What? Yeah. Like, for real. His name is Stellar. He, like, and he could hear like, through it? It was connected well, to nerves? Well, no, right now it's, like, right now it's nothing. It's just, like, it's just an ear that's hanging out on his arm. It doesn't do anything. But he's getting this, um, this, uh, this grinder group this um like these biohackers some like the people that put weird shit in their body are called grinders yeah and so he's getting this like these guys to wire it up with like with like um headphones like they're putting like um sort of a speaker in there and then they're wiring it up to the internet so that like the goal is that at any point 
people can go online and hear whatever his ear is picking up. What his arm ear is picking up? Where is it on his yeah. bicep? On his bicep? Where is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on his bicep. That is so strange. The the yeah, body so hacking like, stuff or the grinding stuff. It's like it's fascinating to me. It somehow really goes like it makes me feel uncomfortable as a human being to think about oh, it. Yeah. But then I think it's like in the spirit of like being unique and like just doing crazy different stuff. Like I love it. I love being like the contrarian and the people that are going in the new direction. So like as much as I find it like disturbing, I also find it equally just fascinating. I mean, I think that's, that's, that's the whole thing of it. Right. Yeah. It'll give you the heaves, but if you can get over that, then there's like a lot of cool stuff. Like I definitely went in like, you know, I knew about people that put chips in their hands and I was like really fucking not about it at first. Yeah. Uh, By the end of the week, I, I got one like i've got you know right you have one right yeah yeah they put a uh nrc chip in my hand and so it's there and what do you do with it right now it's got like a youtube video living in it really uh, you should like, just put yeah, a yeah. dick pic on it and then just walk by girls and just like email it to them can you just email it to some text it to someone's phone in the club real quick like a butthole pic like whoop <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's definitely a thing. That would be yeah. awesome. Like, yeah, that's that's definitely a thing. I mean, I've had people that like um, they're they're like their Wii U or whatever. They're like their their game system. Like there's um there's an NRC chip system. Like there's like action figures you can get to like level up your dude. And so I can put one of those in my hand if I want. Like that's wow. something I've been thinking about doing. Wow. What did dude, what did your uh, parents say? What did your mom say when you told her you got a chip implanted in your body and you're now you're like a cyborg? Oh, she just like it was just a it was like there was a groan like a specific like that of like oh no yeah Andrew. yeah she's um, like where did I what did I do wrong what did I do no this one's chill though because like it costs like it costs less than a tattoo and mm-hmm. nobody would know about it if I didn't tell them mm-hmm. you know it's like it's like you know I've I've got I've got tattoos that I'm not proud of I've got like I mean but like you know this is less conspicuous than like an earring it's in the webbing um, of your hand yeah, yeah yeah it just chills out there by like, your if thumb. I didn't what? By your Can thumb. You it if you like, touch it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it sticks out a little. If I like, if I search for it with my finger, I can find it. Wow. But, but I have to like flex in order for it to like to see it there. And so it's all healed up, and it's not going to get infected with mushrooms, or maybe maybe that's part of it. Is it a mushroom? Um, <laughs> I don't think so, but it could be. Mm. I mean, like you know, there's like there's there's definitely if you can put a uh, you know a little chip in my hand, you can definitely put a tiny mushroom. Yeah. Inside. What are the chips made out of? Are are they made out of crystals? What are they made out of? Like what? No, are, what I mean, makes like, a microchip? Is it just plastic and metal? Right. And well, I mean, it's just like I mean, I think it's yes, yeah, mostly yes. Yeah, mm, I think so. Mm, earth elements, though. Think about that. Yeah, for sure. And crystals also. People are really into crystals having magical properties and conductive abilities. You know, there might be some kind of symbiosis because mushrooms and crystals, if you think about it, they're they're polar opposites kind of. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they're nemesis. Maybe this is really like a battle between the crystals and the mushrooms. Maybe uh, there's something to do with that. Those are two, those are two th- systems I'd really like to work together. They both have frequencies, right? Like that's a... Uh... Well, the weird thing, the weird thing also is, I think this is true and I do no research, but I hear people talk about things and I'm pretty (laughs) sure that, that, that mushrooms exhale carbon dioxide, just like people do. They don't photosynthesize. Like they have, they, they breathe, I think. So they're, I've heard people say they're more, more closely related to humans than they are to plants, which is super strange. Huh? That's weird. What do you think about that? Do you think that's also weird, Cole? Yeah. 
that's kind of weird. weird. Yeah. Cole, would you, if you got an implant, Cole, if you got one of these technological implants, what would you get and where would you get it? I'd probably get like um, retractable claws in my hands. Like Wolverine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But they, maybe they would play a song or something when they pop out. (laughs) They they would vibrate. (laughs) (laughs) I think I saw a video about that I'm really excited about, like third thumb. Like, you can definitely get a thumb that, like, you can control through, like, uh, uh, Bluetooth. Like, you know, it's like you use your toe to flex it, but you can do, you know, anything that, like, a, a thumb can do. But it's just on the other side of your hand. Whoa. You use your toe to flex it. Wow, that's funny. Yeah. That's like a clutch. That's super weird. Yeah, yeah. And you can just do extra thumb shit. You just have extra thumbs for whatever. Like, that's one that, like, I really want to, you know, I don't yeah, I don't even care if I look weird with one. I'm going to, wow. you know, maybe playing piano and drawing twice as much no oh, that would be that would that would take piano to the next level different musicians could play different instruments with more fingers like they were in the fucking in that yeah. band in tatooine you know what i'm saying that jazz <laughs> band in fucking most Eisley cantina yeah that's right yeah you would just yeah it would just it completely changes the game but where you cross the borders are the fingers they just attach it right to your other fingers yeah, I mean it's like it's just a I mean it's just a glove. I mean like it's like it's just like oh. a it's just this weird attachment that you like it's like um a, a wristband oh, like, and there's a thumb attached to it. Yeah, like that lady Emogen Heap or Imogen Heap. Right? Does she have an extra thumb? No. <laughs> she just got these crazy gloves. She, she waves them in the air and it like does music. That's dope. Oh, oh really? That's awesome. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I've heard a song of hers before, I think. Whatever probably her big song was, because that name sounds familiar. But I don't know if I knew that it was a girl or a boy or what. Yeah. She does that mm, What You Say song. There yeah. you go. That's the song that I've heard. Sort of vocaloidy. Yeah. yeah. But she sung it with her gloves? Well, she didn't. She, she's got these crazy gloves that, like, she can wave them around, and, like, depending on what height she puts her hand at, like, different noises oh like a theremin like a theremin type of deal yeah yeah yeah. that's dope that's awesome wow yeah sunvalai xiaphone the uh the elusive uh storyboarder from flapjack and cartoon network and one of my favorite people in the universe he does a mean theremin he would bring that in and do a mean theremin oh that's awesome yeah i'm I'm super into that nice theremin Andrew, have you ever met Sunvalai Xiaphone out there? No, I don't think so. Is that oh. like is that his scout name? No, that's his real name, dude. Sunvalai Xiaphone. Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I just met. I met like Jesse Bomber recently. Like, uh, shout out to Jesse. I, like Jesse definitely listens to this podcast. I don't know who um, that is. Like, Who's Jesse Bomber? Oh, he did like know? he did. Uh, he did um, backgrounds like um adventure time backgrounds after you okay shout out to jesse i probably talked to him oh i'm probably i probably communicated with him i just never remember anybody's names yeah yeah no he's a cool dude i mean like i met him outside of uh outside of animation though he was just like a friend of a friend and like that's sort of who i'm hanging out with i like i i I hang out with so few like active industry people because they're busy because we're busy because <laughs> they have industry jobs and they're working yeah, yeah, because, all the time yeah because yeah, they're in burbank forever and uh i'm not crossing the hills to get to them and they're not crossing the hills to get to me that's the funniest thing about la is like it's a car culture but nobody wants to drive anywhere yeah <laughs> it's a nightmare 
And I mean, I don't have a car, so like I'm I'm out of luck. It's like I, you know, I would need to. I still don't have a bike that's any good. Dang. Uh, it's whatever. Fonzie sold me a bike for when I first came over here. But did it, he like, rip you off? He psyched you out, ripped you off. It's a piece of shit. No, it's okay. It's just like it's just Fonzie size. Fonzie's a tiny dude. I'm a big dude. Yeah. Um. So like you know, I just need like I need one. I need like big front shocks, and he got me like this fixed gear for you know a hundred pound dude. Oh fuck that! I don't like those bikes. Yeah, no, me either. Me neither. I want shocks. I, the... I want twenty one gears. I just want to ride a mountain bike. I'm all about the mountain bike lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get why that's not a universal standard for good bikes. Yeah. Well, because they're heavy and clunky, but I just, that's what I always rode growing up because I love riding in the woods. So I just, I feel weird on a light bike, on like a road bike, like a racing bike. I get that they go way faster. And then if you wear yeah. spandex, you, you look faster. But yeah, I just but can't I mean, get like, into imagine, that whole thing. Y- yeah. Like every time you hit a crack, though, like every time, like, I mean, like the sidewalk sucks out here. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, anyone that's running a free skier over. Right. What? You, should, you don't ride on the sidewalk, right? Isn't that? Uh, it, well, in LA you do because yeah. you'll die. They'll kill you otherwise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you or, ride on you the know, sidewalk where you can. You know, sometimes you ride on the road. Sometimes you ride on the sidewalk. I don't. It's not. It didn't seem like it's that frowned on. Like it's pretty chill. Yeah. Depends yeah, on where you okay. are. I mean, if you're trying to ride through like a thicket of people, but you don't really get as much of that in LA. It's just like one yeah. person walking down the sidewalk. Right. Yeah, and like everybody gets it. Just you know, you just don't. You know, use your head. Yeah. Uh, use but your it's head like, to you know, fucking headbutt people, like, smash! Right. But, like, yeah, like, cars on the road are straight savages. Like, the driving is, like, is, is you know, super wild west out here. So, I mean, like, if, if, yeah, if you see a bike on the sidewalk, it's not a big deal. Like, no yeah, I got mad. nailed. I got nailed off my bike head over heels into the crowd at the Tiki Bar there on Sunset or wherever. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Good Luck Bar? Yeah. Yeah, that that crosswalk is insane. <laughs> like, like the a, original Tiki a... Bar or whatever? I was just riding. I was riding from one bar to another to, I think, go to Dad Squad's birthday party. I think we started one place, and then everybody went to another place, or maybe I was starting somewhere else. And we, I wrote, I was riding my bike there, and I got sideswiped. Some dude didn't see me and ran into me with the side of the car. So I got just like bounced Jesus. off. Like that he changed, sucks. he changed lanes like right into me because it was nighttime. We were, I was drunk. He was probably he. I think he was drunk. He came out. He was scared shitless. And, yeah. Uh, but I was fine. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's one. Like that's a savage ass crosswalk. Yeah, too. yeah. I know that spot. That's like that's right near my house. That's like you know, it's like ten minutes away from me. Wow. So Cole, what you, we were talking about dreams and I know Andrew has a dream and I had a weird dream last night that I could try to recall as well, but you are a quiet person and you haven't gotten as many words in edgewise with me and Andrew flapping our gums (laughs) over here. So talk, talk to us about something Cole. Talk to us about, have you had any spooky dreams lately? What's the spooky dreams for you? What kind of, do you have recurring dreams? Tell us about your dream life. (laughs) <laughs> well, this is the new the new ghost guard session called dream diary dream diary with cole <laughs> with cole <laughs> deep nuts brower all right um i mean most of my recurring dreams are like just walking around like just like kind of hanging out in my like old hometown uh-huh kind of like peeping through windows and going in houses and stuff <laughs> um, and most stuff would be like houses would be on like cliffs against the ocean and stuff really a lot of inside caverns Oh, there's one, dude. This there's... is what see. This is what I'm talking about. Hologram, fucking hollow earth, caves, ocean. 
Yeah. What if you're dreaming? What if you're dreaming right now, and when you're in that world, that's the real world, and you're awake? I've thought about it. Mm. But there I think, is I think everybody's thought about that. I think everybody's thought about that. But I sometimes I like to think about it again. <laughs> I've thought about it maybe three times. Yeah. Well, four now. Yeah. <laughs> Just yep. counting this about yeah, four counting. Yeah, no, I had I had a dream about my parents telling me just now. I thought this was real up until like yesterday when my when Athena talked to my mom and she tried to confirm these plans and my mom said that they didn't exist in in, in their reality. <laughs> oh, I no. had a vivid memory of my parents emailing me and saying that they were coming at the end of May to visit us. And like, and I, and, and I had told Athena about this a couple of times already. And then she talked to my mom and my mom was like, no, that's not real. So that was a dream that I had. Wow. Yeah. I but totally you got, thought it was like, real. You got dates right and stuff. That's nuts. Yeah. Like if I can get, if I can get numbers are what fucked me up in dreams every mm. single time. Um, it's like, if I can get a number, if I can get numbers, right. Like I, I had that crazy dream I had last night. It ended with me giving like a woman, my phone number, but like I would, I kept messing it up. I kept getting the number wrong and being like, Oh no, oh no, I'm going to fuck this up. Yeah. Like this isn't right. Um, and like, you know, it took me like three times as long just to get it. And that usually lets me know that I'm in a dream and then I'll wake up. Yeah. Wow. You might've got it wrong. Now she'll never call you. Yo, that's like, that's a piece. Like that's a story I'm working on. Like my, my, I think there was definitely a time where like a girl gave me her number and I read it. And like, just as I read it, I knew I was waking up and I like, really quickly before I could do anything else, wrote the number down. And I was Whoa. like, okay, cool. Finally, I got it. I can call that girl later. And then like within an, you know, within an hour when your brain wakes the rest of the way up, you're like, you idiot. That's, you know, great. You just have a number. That's Did nothing. you call the number? Nah. What? Oh, dude. dude, call it right now on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I do have you have it. it? Yeah. No, no, no. Try got, to guess what it is and call like, someone. Yeah. That, I mean, no, but it's definitely going in a story. Like that's definitely, I've like, there's, I'm definitely, I've got a comic, like I definitely came up with a comic story about somebody that like finds a number and calls it and it turns out to be like a, you know, a dream walker. Wow. Um, so I mean like, yeah, if you can get, if you can get that stuff out of the dream, if you can get that, like that raw data out then maybe it'll help you. Fuck. All right, Cole. You're not yeah. good at talking. Keep going. Keep trying. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to back off. I'm gonna <laughs> Let's see, where was I at? Um, well, I have this dream a lot where I'm in an oceanside cavern, mm -hmm. and there's this, like TV there, mm -hmm. like just right in the back of the cave, and it's playing this porno movie I used to have when I was 13 called Teenage Pole Junkies. <laughs> <laughs> all, teenage all the teenage Pole Junkies? Yeah. I mean, of course, all the extras were 18 and over. Yep. Probably more in their 30s, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Hard um, 30. A hard 30. Yeah. <laughs> a hard... It's a rough 30. It looks a little rough, some of them. But yeah, and there, it's just like this like dark, stormy, cloudy day. The waves are crashing in into the cave. And there's just this movie playing on an old TV on the stand. That's uh, about it. Oh, weird. Yeah. That's crazy. But I've had that dream several times. Mm. Wow, that's I don't a good. Know, ever, I used to watch ever, that movie so much. I think it really messed with my psyche. Yeah, that's what a, that's movie? A hard brain group. Teenage Pole Junkies. 
Oh, <laughs> you watched the porn so much that it warped your brain? Yeah. So what is the cave? What is the ocean? What are, what are we talking about here? Why do you keep going back there? I don't know. Dude, it could be this connection that we're starting to uncover here with Yoke Earth and this fucking holographic ocean and the caves being the entrance to Hollow Earth, dude. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, that's my thing is I want to find this movie again somewhere. And it's probably like four or five hours long. And I just want to watch it all the way through, sit through it. Yeah. Yeah. For, this porno is four or five hours long called Pole Junkies. How many how many videotapes was it, dude? Several? It was just a DVD. Oh, it was a DVD. Uh, yeah. In the eighties? Oh, it was that old it was an old one on DVD. Well, I, I would say it was probably like turn of the century, like maybe two thousand one ish. Okay. Which still seems pretty old mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. Now, seventeen years ago, dude. Yeah, yeah. The people that I mean, were all the, bo- the people that were born the year that that movie came out could almost star in the remake now. Right. <laughs> yeah, no that's, doubt. That's all cutting edge DVD technology. But another thing, uh, I have. Do you guys ever have like uh, those deja vu dreams, where it's like uh, uh, you have a dream and then like all of a sudden you find yourself in that situation in reality? Whoa. Um, I don't know. If I have, then it's like, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think I've had that. I don't think I've had that. I don't think I've had the feeling of deja vu in my waking life from my dream life. That's good, though. It's happened a couple times uh-huh. recently, though. Uh-huh. And it just, you know, it'll get triggered just by, like, you're on some train of thought. And then, like, uh. All of a sudden, you just look around, and you're like, whoa, I've been here before. Yeah, weird. And what was the situation? Describe the setting. Was it also sexual, like this porno? No, no. It was... uh... (laughs) You're like, I've been in this butthole before. This is so weird. Is it a black hole or a butthole? Yeah. (laughs) I was... It was actually yesterday. I was mowing my lawn, and uh, I was thinking about this argument. You know, that argument of, like, feels versus reels, like, what's more important mm-hmm. of, like, uh, you know, science versus emotion, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Huh. And I was thinking about how, like, uh, you know, they're always just looked at on two sides of the spectrum. But I think the future of humanity is combining them because you can't really have reels without having feels reaction. You know? Right, right. Even just looking at a rock creates some sort of. You know, I don't know. Reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I was just thinking about that, and I was, and I was like getting off the lawnmower to pick up sticks that were in front of it, and then I was just like, "Well, I've straight up been here before." Wow, in your yard. it's really boring, but it was like a trippy feeling. Wow, yeah, that's cool. It's that feeling of deja vu, that coincidence, and you're walking right into it. And then what did you, how did you feel? And then what happened afterwards? Did you, what did you do? Did you stop? Did you shake, did you shake it up? Uh, did you look what? around? Did you look behind you real quick? Cause you thought someone might be coming up behind you real fast. I didn't think that. I just kind of, I just kind of looked around, you know, um, then I just kind of went about, okay. Wow. You know, I just took it in, you know. Yeah. Just absorb all the feelings. 
And, uh, and then, well, I kind of got sidetracked. I started like just walking around in the yard. Sure. Were you high on marijuana when this happened? Yeah. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to <laughs> trying to mow my lawn, and then like you know, it's 15 minutes later, and I'm like walking around barefoot, just swinging my arms around. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck, I gotta get back to this yard, dude. Yeah. Did you just smoke weed? Was it like the time period where you smoke weed and you're walking around, and then you just like you're like, what was I did doing? And you're holding something, and you're like, how long have I been holding this? And you're just looking at it, and you're like, what was I gonna do with this? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Mm. Do you think? that marijuana is simply producing a euphoric sensation in your brain? Or do you think that you are actually, do you like this idea of plant intelligence, that it's somehow you are collaborating with it and somehow huh. it's showing you some things, it's making making some connections for you, it's it's forming a bridge, even though it will break bridges to some more conventional pathways of making these memories and things like ah, I smoke weed. I can't remember this and this and that, but is it also at the same time when it's not making those bridges to those meaningless memories? Is it because it's doing the Lord's work out there and it is making fucking biblical fucking parallel dimensional bridges in your mind and making other metaphysical connections <laughs> that are more meaningful to the actual trajectory of your life. What do you think about that? Yeah. Uh, I kind of got lost there. I think uh, marijuana is mostly making uh, Jeff Bridges, where you uh, hate the Eagles and it ruins your car, and you, uh, Mm. you know, just want to get your rug back. Yeah. Yep. I get the reference to the to that movie. (laughs) I get that. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think, Andrew? What do you? How often do you smoke weed? You smoke weed a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, I recently got to the spot where, like, outside of the Ghost Trim National Forest, I, it's going to be a very special occasion for me. I, I'm, I'm taking a formal really? break from... Really? And what's yeah, the thinking I'm, there? What's the reasoning there? Yeah, well, the deal is, like, I'm, I'm what I would like to call, like, a marijuana risk. Where, like, mm. you know, it's, it's when people are casually smoking and they offer me this pipe, they're, when they do that, they're not expecting me to, like freak out <laughs> <laughs> they don't know you like, they don't know you well enough obviously yeah and like that's their fault there like there was an incident i was um i was um with with a friend and we were gonna go watch a taping of a tv show and um we you know and uh, and and we smoked a little marijuana and it became a situation where like i could not get up and walk around and it was like you know like uh you know, i was uh i was i was fish eyeing and it was it became uh, really problematic, and we went into a McDonald's, and the security guard looked at me, and that was really bad. And, um, and like, it's, like, mostly it, it took this guy, like, you know, 45 minutes of, like, me being in the car and him convincing me that, like, I could walk the five blocks to the where the taping was going to be for me to get up the courage to go. And that was, like, a, you know, it was a situation that could have been really chill, and it turned out being really not chill, and that was uh, my fault. So I'm going to... You know, I'm going to take that as a as a nod to like maybe not. So it smoke. it the the it it really connects with your paranoia. It really hypes that up, and and in, and it gets to be overwhelming. In that situation, yeah, and it's like it's usually a really big crapshoot, and like that I find like the times that I'm smoking are times where I'm doing something that I would have enjoyed 
whether or not I was smoking. Mm. You know, it's like like it's something that like I would have gotten a lot out of anyway. And like marijuana usually makes me just want to do the stuff that like my kid brain likes the most. I mean, like it just makes like um, you know like cartoons and snacks and like pornography really exciting, which is like stuff I really love to do anyway. Mm. Um, and like stuff that like little kid me likes. It's not like it's little not... kid you likes porno. I don't think that's even legal, dude. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Exactly. Is it illegal uh, for a child to look at porn on their own? If they find, well, if, only, you're kid, if you're a kid, if you're a kid, wait, go ahead, go ahead. Well, it's only illegal for them to buy it. Right. So if they so find like, it in the woods, they're not, they're not criminally liable looking at it. Mm, right. I hope not. Did yeah. you guys all have that scenario? Like, I get challenged on this more than anything else. This idea that like people hide pornography in the woods. Yeah, no, me and Jesse hide. Moynihan talked about it on the podcast with him. He was saying that that's like the quintessential like childhood experience. Totally. Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah, have to like, you have to find some kind of pornography in the wild. The wild pornography is the is usually your introduction to pornography. Well, yeah, in no, the old one, days, in the anal, in the physical days. Now everything's yeah. digital, so it's different. Right, that's 100% what happened to me. And like, well, that's, you know, and it still happens. And I've got friends that just will not believe that that's the case. Wow. Well, for me, it was always construction sites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Those horn, those you know, horn dogging. Those guys are horn dogging. They're fucking super horny when they're up there doing all that. They're producing all that testosterone, doing that physical labor with each other, just <laughs> looking at those meaty, yeah. meaty bodies. Ugh. <laughs> fucking hot beef. Yeah. yeah. I used to like I worked at a at a at a, in a kitchen once and where I would I kept finding pornography in like the dumpster. I'd throw all the shit out. It's like people were like leaving it in like the in the cardboard dumpster. Wow. For, for kids to find. And usually I would just like I would take it and I would like, you know, put it in my roommate's room for when he had dates. Because I was a bad cool. guy. Yeah. That's good. No, that's Shout good. out to Sean Knickerbocker, happily married. Yeah, it's fun to play pranks on your friends. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, big time. I'm a big it's fan hard. of that. Uh, we used to play a lot of pranks on uh, Ghost Scout Neckbeard, one of my best friends, Tyler Price, who listens to this podcast. And he used to, he used to really only be a carnivore and only eat meat and hated vegetables and really hated onions the most like with a passion like he would get mad like almost like you with the snakes andrew you can't even look at a snake it makes you so physically uncomfortable he was like that with onions and so we would get onions i remember one time we got an onion and cut it up and i rubbed it all over his steering wheel and then i hid i I cut up onion into all these pieces and we hid it everywhere we could in his car (laughs) and forever he was pulling onion out of that car he was so mad that was a great so hateful that was such a good one like well in our crew in our crew you went for the weak spot like if you let your weakness known that was all these five guys were gonna focus on every day now so like that was like the pedigree that was how we came up in the crew in high school which really does explain a lot about my my sense of humor yeah that is yeah that is some hateful shit (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know no, it's love. It's love. You can only do that to the people you love because otherwise they'll yeah. just beat the shit out of you and you won't be yeah. friends anymore. I, I think you can do that like up until you're like, like I feel like at like 23 is the hard cutoff. Yeah, I that's think, tough. Like, yeah, you got to be really good friends with them to fuck with them super hard into adulthood. Yeah, I can't imagine like a single person that I'm close to now that like 
Yeah, like I mean, you send me all those like snake prank videos. And I, guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you, and like, and I know if I ever come back to camp, like I know you're gonna try it. I know you have one. I know you have a snake on a like on a line. <laughs> I have a whole pit. Right I just now. dug a pit, and they're just waiting down there like fucking Indiana Jones. Yeah, I know you have a rubber snake that says like with a sticky note on it that says like wait like four foam breeze <laughs> at <Andrew>. camp, <laughs> like under under glass. Like you break the glass and you pull the rubber snake out. Yeah, and I know that's for me. And I know that when that happens, it's not going to be funny like you think it's going to be funny. I think it's going to be, like, funny for a split second, but then, like, very awkward and bad for almost the rest of the time. No, it would be like when 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 I tried to pull away and you you fell in the back of the pickup truck and you broke your foam breeze to get your name foam breeze. You weren't happy with me. It was too much. You were like, no, that's not cool, man. You're fucking with me. It would be that. It would be the same look on your face. I was yeah. looking in my rearview mirror and you were looking at me and you're like, this guy's a fucking asshole. And that's what that's the look I would get yeah. if I yeah, got I you think, with yeah. a snake. I was the same yeah, look. I think, I was, the like, same I, think look. I was sitting in I was sitting in garbage juice at that time. I think <laughs> yeah, it was, like, was, I, like was, I was in the back, back with there. a bunch of garbage juice. Yes. And I was like, Hey, could you maybe not like jostle the car so I'm sitting in it? And then I was. And then I was like, <laughs> Of yeah. course I did the, yeah. like, the, the little pull away. <laughs> yeah. Turned oh. out I did not have a sense of humor about that that Classic. day. Classic. Classic. Uh, it's okay though. Yeah. Um, sometimes you gotta sit and say I told you so because those things were so sweet that they made you sick, and I told you not to buy them, and that's what happened. And then forever, that's commemorated in your code name, Foam Breeze. Yeah, yeah. I learned something. I learned something. Like that's a you know you can get named after a hard lesson. Yep. That's true. Yeah. A real hard lesson. It, yeah. Mike's hard lesson. Mike's hard lesson is. <laughs> so wait, Andrew, what were you? What were the? What was the dream that you were talking about before when we before we were recording? Oh, I mean, like it was about. Um, I mean, this is this is the one that got me up at four a.m. today. I just had it, so it's like okay. fresh off the presses. Um, and it's just about. Um, I found this graphic novel. I was like, I was rooting around in a bunch of my old books. I found this graphic novel, and it was called like Slice or something. And, like, the, the whole point of it was that, I mean, it was an international graphic novel, and everybody in it, like, the, the, the way that you had to read it involved you, like, cutting the pages and reposting them in a way to make the comic make sense. But when you did it, it, it was, like, the most brilliant storytelling device ever. And, like, you know, it was, like, it was just changing the game, and I was learning all these things about, like, what could be a comic and what composition could be. But as I was reading it and, like, learning all of these, like, fabulistic stories about, like, how slicing and changing time, like, time travel and timelines could help you be a better person and storyteller. And as I was learning all this stuff, the book was, like, shredding. It was like, becoming, it was, like, falling apart. And I knew that, like, I hadn't, you know, I'd held off because I wanted to preserve this book. But like I think the like the moral of the story like by the time by the time I had finished the book it was totally in rags but I was in the story and I had like learned about like how to get past like certain traps and shit and like and like sweet talk like these ladies that were trying to kill us and like by destroying the book I'd learned all of these lessons wow um, and I could I can now manipulate time and stuff wow uh, yeah and it ended with me giving those girls my number we're gonna go see a movie. God, that's an awesome dream, dude. I love how was, awesome they how awesome dreams are. Yeah, yeah, it was a really juicy one. Um it like there are a lot of metaphors in there. Wow. And like I mean like I'm I'm I had, there's a lot of stuff that got into it. I was like I'm I'm watching my buddies play a lot of Zelda and I'm listening to a book about like uh about changing the game and narratives, like what like what like underdogs are in narratives. Wow. It's called like uh, David and Goliath. I forgot who who wrote it. It's the same dude that did Blink. Wow. 
Um, but that's, you know, that's what that's about. Cole, what's your reaction to what Andrew just described? His dream or the underdog thing? His dream. Um, it's, it's pretty, you know, it's hard to process. It's very emotional response. Yeah, you're, uh, you're catching some feels off of that. Your feels are dripping into his reels. <laughs> well, you know, what I was thinking is, like, uh, how how often I have dreams of, like, you know, like, comics or, like, artwork and stuff. I'm just like, whoa, this is, like, the coolest thing I've ever seen. I wonder who made it. Yeah. And then you wake up and you're like, whoa, I did. Dude, I have yeah. that all the time. I always am looking at my, draw- like, looking at sick drawings I'm doing or drawing in my dreams. And I'm like, this is so sick. And then I'm like, oh my god, this is a dream. I got to remember this, but it's really hard to translate it. Yeah, that's an awesome feeling. Yeah, like yeah, nine times out of ten, that like you finally draw the thing, and you're like, oh, this sucks. Like this was only good in the context of the dream. Um, and like yeah, I was trying really hard to get like the the real life meaty message out of this dream. Do you I think? Had. Do you think that you can directly interpret it like that, or do you think it's more of like the ethereal like like spirit soup that's just going on inside you, and it's like creating things out of that yeah like yeah i mean it's, it's definitely like that it, you know you're just remembering the feeling like i think you know if you were to like draw that exactly what that happened in that painting like it wouldn't be anything yeah you just have to like you, like there's there's an in-between lesson and your brain's working something out yeah. you know it's like you gave your brain some like some some soup ingredients and it's making soup and yeah. so you like have to like if you can take that idea and put it into something else like for me the like numbers not working was a big deal because it reminded me of like that other dream where you know where the numbers got through and like the implications of that and like there's a story that I'm kind of working on yeah that that can fit into yeah. and that was like a big that was a big revelation for me. Wow. Well, I don't know uh, if you guys have ever like uh, experienced virtual reality. No, like, have you ever been in those headsets? But like, I think that is certainly the medium to like recreate dream worlds. That would be the best one. Yeah. Yeah, if you can get it down. VR definitely has like an ethereal like feeling to it. Yeah. Like almost like the next dimension. Yeah. yeah. It's like everything's dimension that you a little Wow. Yeah, I'm really excited about VR, but yeah, I've never done it yet. Isn't that weird? I've never done it yet. I've been around it a few times, but it just there wasn't an opportunity to really jump into it. I was doing something else, so I got to get yeah. on that though. I'm excited about it. I'd love to try to make some. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think any I, of the three of us. I don't think any of us are like big video game people. I think that's like a hard. Yeah, that's hard. the thing. Yeah, I haven't played really video games for ages. Really, since I went to college. That's when I stopped. When I went to college, I stopped playing video games pretty much just to draw all the time. Yeah, same these. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's a lot. There's, it's not as rewarding to me as it could be. I like. I appreciate it. I pre- appreciate the medium a ton. It's just like I don't. Yeah, I, I think it'd be really it. fun to make one. That would be really fun. I'd love to make a video game, but yeah, playing one. There's only so many hobbies you can have. I'm so addicted to sports already. I don't have no time for fucking video games. Yeah, for sure, same. But who knows? Yeah, Maybe I think with my son, I think with Wolfie coming up, getting more into video games, I think I'll play with him. Like that'll be a good excuse. Like that'll be a good way to like hang with him, do some cool video game stuff. It'd be a good connection. Yeah, for sure. And it's yeah, tough man. to be like, um, you know, if you spend too much time in it, in a video game, like, it's it's just like, I could be like, you know, getting my stats up in real life. 
Right. Of- no, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything that I do that's like too time consuming, that's not directly related to my goals, I can't do it. Like, I'll just like stop letting myself do it. I'm like, ah, I can't right. do this. I feel like I'll like I'll just start shit talking myself. I'll be like, what are you doing right now? And I'll be like, fuck. And then I have to get up and like go do go running yeah. or like do some yeah. work. Or like I'll be like, yeah. After after D and D got into my life. I think it was harder. Like D and D is like you're wasting that time too, but it's like it's collaborative. You're you're creating the video game with yeah. your imagination. Yeah. And like that's like for me that's so much more rewarding, and it like flexes, it flexes the same like you know get over problems stuff, but it's like it's collaborative, and you feel like authorship over the thing you're playing. Yeah. And so like playing somebody else's video game seems like not not as good. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Yeah, shout so, out! Hey, you, shout out to all the gamers out there. Shout out, we love the games, but uh, yeah, you know, you we love only, it. We, there's only so many, so many hours of the day. But who knows? Maybe in the next podcast, we'll all be talking about how much we love to play these video games that we're playing. Yeah. Maybe life is a video game. Hmm. Think about, <laughs> think about it. Um, yeah, I had a dream. I had a dream last night. Let me try to. I don't know if I can really remember all of it, but there, I know there was a part where I was. A lot of times in my dreams, I'll be looking for like a place, like a building to go into, like an address that I'm trying to arrive at, like I'm going from one place to another with with some people. And then also there's a reoccurring theme of like being inside of a building and like changing floors, like like trying to get in like an elevator or like navigate like some complicated elevators or some complicated, like a lot of times I'll be in a very big almost infinite building and I'm like going through different pathways in it, trying to get to different places. And it's like confusing. That's like a big, that's like a definitely like a recurring theme in my dreams. And it's super cool. I actually, I love it. It's like, I don't know exactly how, I mean, I don't like, I mean, not really. It's not like a, in the dream, I'm not like frustrated. I'm just like trying to figure it out. I'm like, where are we going? You know, like, what are we doing? Like, oh, is it this? Is it this? Like, I'm like, I'm like investigating, you know, sometimes it's scary. There are some times where it's like scary or spooky. Like there's like a menace that I'm like trying to find or like escape, you know, there's like a sense of like foreboding involved in it. Like, like, and sometimes I know that I'm in, sometimes it happens in large industrial buildings. And then sometimes it happens in like tight, small, like, like Victorian houses with like weird passageways. And I'm there and I'm in there and it's like spooky. Like it's like an old haunted house and I'm navigating it and it's like spooky. And then I'm like on high alert. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, yeah. you know, out of family situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you guys get that where you're like trying to go somewhere or navigate something or like anything with like stairs or elevators? I get the stairs and the elevators a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is going to get really boring if we just talk about our dream stuff. But I mean, like, uh, <laughs> no, I love yeah, dream I, stuff. I think it's I mean, super like, fascinating. <laughs> very, very regularly, I will do half of my dream and then I'll get on an airplane or a train or a car and I'll move to a second location and I'll finish up the second half on the second location. But like, I remember like being in a, on a plane is like a very important regular thing. Really? That's funny. Yeah. I think I just had my, my first dream where I really was doing that. And I described it on the podcast where we were flying somewhere and we had to land and I was at this dude's house and it was like a temple carved into the side of a mountain. And that's funny that you do the planes in dreams. I don't think I do yeah. that. I think I do like well, local transit. Not like, not like that. Yeah, that makes better sense. I mean, like, yeah, the parts of my dreams that reoccur are, like, very stringent. I've got, like, very specific reoccurring elements in a lot of my dreams. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, I mean, I don't know if it's, it's you know, helpful or hurtful. 
I mean, like a lot of the times, I mean, I'll, I'll find myself, there'll be times if I have a narrative dream, if it's like, I mean, it's like if I, if I kept dreaming with this one dream I had where I was like, oh, this is rad and it has a beginning and a middle and an end and it like the tension happened when it should and like the dream ends, I'll play that dream over again yeah. and I'll, and I'll tweak stuff. I'll try to like, you know, like up the tension in those dreams and like, I'll, I'll find myself just like replaying scenes over and over again. And if I catch myself doing it, it's like a really weird, it's like really embarrassing because I'm like, you know, I've just caught myself like trying to get extra juice out of something that like was cool the first time. Yeah. 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 I'll try to go back into dreams. Like if I wake up, I'll try to like, Oh, I got to get back in there. I got to go back in there. Like the ones that wake up when like the ones you, where you wake up and something really cool was about to happen, like something you really wanted to happen. And I'll try to dive yeah. back in. And sometimes I have been able to get back into a dream, which is pretty fucking cool. That's awesome. Has that uh, ever yeah, happened to you, Cole? Have you ever re-entered a dream? Yeah, I'm sure. Is that but are you is that like somewhat like a lucid dream where you're um, No, it's like I'm waking up and I'm awake and I was like, Oh wow, that was a dope dream. Like I was about to have a shopping spree. Another one of my recurring dreams is like being <sighs> in Toys R Us or like being in like actually more of like a KB Toys, a KB Toy and Hobby <laughs> as a kid and like being like like having like every toy, like the 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 80s G.I. Joe's the Star Wars figures, mm. Legos, like all the toys I loved growing up, like that I'm that I'm in like a KB Toys and I get to do like a shopping spree or like I can just get whatever I want and it's all there, yeah. like Thundercats toys, Centurions, like all the dope shit. And that's a funny one. And I'll wake up a lot of times like right when I'm about to kind of like cash in on it all, like actually get <laughs> it all. And I'll be like, fuck, that was so dope. It felt so real. Like it was so... Like yeah. life affirming to have that dream. Like for some oh, reason, really? it's like such a direct connection to my childhood nostalgia. And then uh, actually, when eBay was first invented, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like my dream come true on the internet." <laughs> and I went nuts and bought like all these GI Joes, all these like all these fucking Thundercats, like every toy that I wanted when I was a kid, yeah. but I couldn't like afford to get because like you know we got like a little bit of allowance and we got like presents on like the holidays, but like my parents didn't just buy a shit really. Like we had to be like something to get something. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, I've, I've like, gotten to the point where like I've I've been my finger my trigger figure is over battle beasts like, oh yeah definitely definitely over over i have a lot of battle beasts yeah i've yeah. never done it I've, I've always like it's always under me being like no i'm an adult I'm like yeah no i need to no this i spent hundreds of dollars i spent hundreds of dollars when ebay first started like on gi joe vehicles like fucking going all out like all kinds of shit i bought like all these like um, uh, space police and Blacktron Lego sets. Like I've had oh, different God. phases where I go back. Like the the real phase where I where I go and buy the GI Joe aircraft carrier. That was the dopest toy I ever made. It's like six or seven feet long for real. And like real G.I. Joe guys could go in real G.I. Joe planes and be like somewhat to scale on this fucking aircraft. Like multiple planes could be on it. It was like one of yeah. the probably biggest. It's like as big as your bed. Like it would be probably one of the biggest, dopest toys ever made. Someday I'll yeah. get someday I'll fucking get one. Where do you keep it? You have to you have to build a ship. I have to build it. another house just for it, dude. I'll put it in the holographic ocean in my fucking mind, dude. <laughs> Pretty good. I'll just put it in the pond. Oh, dude, me and Wolfie fucking went out the other day because Scott C uh -huh. was Scott on the Scott C podcast. He was reminding me about us talking about repairing the beaver dam. And so me and Wolfie went out there the other day and repaired the hole in the beaver dam. And the fucking the, the pond raised up to like 
a whole nother level. Like it's not as full oh, as yeah. it was in the very beginning, but it's like it's like half full now. Like it's like at the halfway. Uh, yeah. compared to like the low and the high, which is pretty cool. And now we see some other areas that can be repaired. So I think we can do a pretty good job successfully repairing the beaver dam and get the pond like back up to like a higher level, which is pretty fucking cool and exciting. Paddleboat part two. Paddleboat part two, alleged paddleboat. <laughs> <laughs> Paddler boat. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we got an hour and 20 in the bank here and I'm about to fucking yeah. piss my fucking dick off my body. So, yeah. uh, like, what we do you even, guys... We even get to talk about, we didn't even get to talk about our, uh, our, our, our other school, our other, uh, our other camp. Oh, shit. Which, oh, came no, on, oh, no. which, like, which is what we came on the podcast to talk Wait, about. Wait, how long does it take? Can you do like 10 minutes of it? Um, yeah, maybe. All right, hold on. Talk You're, amongst yeah, yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Let me take a piss and see who fucking uh-huh. keeps calling. Talk amongst yourselves for a minute. I'll be back in one minute, okay? Don't ruin the All podcast. Right. Don't fuck it up. Don't fuck it up. Well, so okay. this is just an invitation to all the listeners that to the yeah. uh, to the Brower Greenstone School for Gifted, School for Young- Gifted Youngsters. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, so you know if if you're about ghost camp. But you, um, I don't know, for real, guys, if you want to, like, take it to the next level. I mean, Ghost, Ghost Camp is great. It's, we all know. We're all fans of Ghost Camp. But if you want to, you know, guys, if you want to do the real camp, if you want to get a real experience, uh, you know, you know where to go. Yeah. Uh, Cole, why, why, don't you, why don't you introduce our, uh, our listeners to our, you know, <laughs> our five-point pyramid plan for turning normal youngsters into, you know – Gifted youngsters. That's exactly what I'd love to do, Greensdale. Now, Great. it's going to start off with an accent training course. You're going to learn the best accent to make you into the, the you you've always meant to be. Now, we can do Australian accents, mm-hmm. Chinese accents, mm-hmm. Chinese accents, right? Mexican accents, and a fifth uh-huh. secret accent. That I can only tell you about if you enroll in the course. Right. And that one, that's the accent that makes all the difference. It is. And, you, right. and you're going to be able to choose the best one for you. For sure. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but it talks, sounds like cultural appropriation to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we're, no, we're, we're introducing people to our, our five-tier program. Oh, I love it. Um, I love it. All right. So, yeah. So, 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 so tell us about your, uh, your new camp here. You're competing. Is it competing? Is it separate? What, tell, t- give me the pitch. What's going on here? What are you guys talking about? What's well, the next level. Okay. It's, yes. You've done the Go Scouts. Okay. You're over it. And you want to just bring it up. Okay. You want to become, you know, ghost patrollers. Ghost the... Look. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Start the pitch over again. Go. (laughs) Uh, uh, Broward Greenstone School for Gifted Youngers. It's a five-point sphere. The first point was accents. The second point, getting taller. Whoa! With our camp, yeah, with our camp, you can expect uh, you know three to five inches. Wow! On your, across your whole body. Yeah. On your sc- on your sc- on your scrotum, your scrotum is going to be three to five inches longer. Across the board. Wow! Across the board. Bigger testicles. Yeah, across the waterboard. Cole, what's the fifth tier? Fifth tier. What about the third tier? The third tier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that would be uh, landscaping. Wow. 
you're going to learn how to do landscaping all around the premises of our school. Mm, I like <laughs> it. What kind of landscaping? What are you picturing here? Well, they're going to be picking up dog turds, um, maybe digging up uh, digging up garden beds. Okay. Uh, mowing the lawn. Any, mm-hmm. And the best part is you don't have to know what you're doing. Right. You know, this is a real lesson you're going to learn is it's your lawn. You can do whatever you want. Mm, a lot of mulch, maybe. Yeah. Mm. You got to learn to make mistakes when it mm. comes to lawn. Mm-hmm. I like it. I see Pretty some good. similarities here between the Ghost Scouts and the Five-Pointed Spear. Is that the name <laughs> of it? Is the name of it the Five-Pointed Spear group? Uh, well, it's no, the... No, no, it's the, the Brower Greenstone School for Gifted Youngsters. Wait, so wait. Oh, the, oh, <laughs> the Brower Greenstone School for Gifted Youngsters. Yeah. Okay, I like this. It's uh, like yeah. X-Men meets Ghost Scouts meets your names. <laughs> <laughs> Those are, yeah, those are yeah, those are three of the five. Okay, so uh, you know, accents, uh, accents, lawn care. What was the second one? Oh, get, taller. getting taller. Oh, getting taller. I like that one a lot. What's the fourth and the yeah. fifth points of this sphere? Uh, the, the 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 fourth point is uh, sneakers. Uh huh. Where like uh, you know wearing sneakers, which sneakers are appropriate, but mostly helping us make sneakers. In our special sneaker facility underneath the school. Okay. And, yeah. And you're going to learn yeah. all the tricks. How to tie right. the knot, What kind of laces go with what shoes. Mm, how are right. you going to install those light-up bits? Yeah. How to, how, how to sew the sneakers. How to get the blueprints from other famous sneakers and to appropriate them into making cheaper sneakers. Mm-hmm. That we then sell for a profit that um, you guys won't see, but we'll reinvest into the school, um, you know, so we can, you know, get that um, right. vending machine that we have promised. So you're gonna, yeah. so so they're going to get access to a vending machine at the end of this, maybe. At the end, right. of the, well, may, yeah, maybe, maybe. Like, look, let's just if they focus complete, on if that. Let's just mo- yeah. Let's just focus on making those sneakers. Let's get those sneakers. Let's and what's talk. in the vending machine let's, though? What's in the what's in the, what are you picturing being in this vending machine? Pretzels. Pretzels. Yep. Uh, chewing gum. Mm. Is it already chewed? <laughs> chewed. Yeah. Um, chewed. Bag. Is it <laughs> chewing a, ba- a bag of chewing gum? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chewed. Chewed gum. Um, you know. Um, yeah, goobers, yeah. Rais- raisinets, any kind of movie candy. Okay. Oh, I like that. non perials or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Toblerone. <laughs> um, Snow caps. Maybe a lot of gummy worms. Snow caps, yeah, gummy worms, gummy worms uh, milk, malted milk duds, malted milk balls, sugar bump babies. Yeah, all the classics. Yeah. And room temperature Gatorade. So, oh, I like that. Room temperature Gatorade. Yep. Lots of more yeah. sugar in that. Right. Surge. And we were talking Uh, about full circle. We were talking about the mushroom, the mycelium internet communicating through sugar memes. Also, Gatorade is about sugar memes, sugar grains, grains of sugar, how they affect your body, how they affect your mitochondrial DNA, your digestive Mm. system, your biotics. Right. It all connects. Think about that. Yeah. Picture a crystal in your mind, and what if that crystal 
had genitals, which genitals would they be? Go, Cole, go. Uh, part like a hoof. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like boobies. Boobies. Oh yeah. Okay, Andrew jumped in with that. (laughs) Boobies and a hoof hole. Yeah. on the yeah, crystal whole- i like that that's a strong crystal that's a strong crystal visualization we should end each podcast <laughs> with a crystal visualization and try to just picture that and then try to recreate it in the forest for people to find yeah we hmm. should start you know segments you should start getting some segments going yeah i know well this is the first one it's called sweaty guys yeah <laughs> three sweaty guys sweaty guys you gotta, do a, gotta do get a half-assed pitch for a <laughs> We gotta get callers on. Yeah, you gotta get a like a burner phone so you can take callers. But then, yeah, I guess. Well, what I what I think we might do is have people be able to leave voicemails, and then I can respond to them on the like get like a voicemail set up that they could do for the podcast, and I could That's pretty good. I could record like I could easily transfer that audio to the podcast, and then that could become a part of it. Like if you leave a good enough message or like a rant or whatever that could maybe be included into the podcast. We might get some interesting, we might get some hot takes from the, from the world outside, you know, like this is a one way street right now. We don't know. I mean, there's a little bit of feedback and dialogue and stuff on the Patreon and whatnot, but you know, really having the people's voice on there, that would, that could be scary and entertaining. Mm. Spooky. It could be, it would be very spooky. Yeah. You know, I think everybody, everybody wants to know, you know, what Tri-Man Hunt sounds like. Yeah, oh, dude, I yeah, definitely want... I want to hear... I, well, I want some audio of Tri-Man Hunt just slopping down some beef stew, thrashing through, a, thrashing through a fucking hunk of meat. Like, he got the serving with the hunk of meat in it, and he's fucking chomping through that shit with his teeth. You know, I want to hear some audio of that. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. I know, we've got some good listeners. I met Sean Bay Wright last weekend. He came up from Brooklyn to Boston where I was doing that talk at the animation studio. So uh, we have some powerful, I feel like we have some powerful listeners out there. I feel like they were going to start to get some crossover into the scouts and certainly the workshop. I think the last round of the workshop, a lot of people came from the podcast. So we've got some powerful connections, some real ghost in brewing here, some real beef stew in Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, is that do you get all the five pointed sphere alliance? We got we got enough of it. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> you guys prepped for we, that, and that's what it was. We gave it a shot. It went like it would have made so much more sense at the top of the podcast than the bottom of the podcast. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. All right. We'll wow. do it next but time. It is still, you still can enroll. Don't it's evolving. Think that, uh, it's evolving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, okay, where do people enroll in the five-pointed five pointed sphere, okay, Broward yeah, Greenstone you, Academy you the, for gifted yeah, you genitals? Do, you go to the corner of Franklin and Western, and you've got, you know, you your brown paper bag, and you, um, you know, you fill it full of, full of horse teeth. Yeah. Or just on Facebook and shoot us a message. <laughs> so contact Cole, yeah, contact Cole directly on Facebook to find out more about the Brower Greenstone Five Pointed Sphere way of Ooh, life, way of life. And where is this going to take place? Where is the, where are these teachings going to be? Is this online workshop? Is this uh, in re, in in IRL in real life workshop? Where are we doing this? Where is this happening? Is this well, a life? Is this a workshop? Or, is it a workshop or is it a lifestyle? First of all. 
it's, it's a camp it's a camp alternative okay yeah it's a lifestyle workshop so it's happening at the same time as camp yeah but yeah for this one concurrently yeah okay so yeah. you guys are and prepping then, like, yeah for this. and then our, and then our residencies are a little longer you guys are prepping for this right now yeah yeah wow we've we've, right. had, we've got the property in indonesia wow uh, wow it's right. already more exotic than ghost god training camp so i'm <laughs> you know this is not good I feel yeah. like we should have already accepted all our cadets. I feel like there's going to be a, I'm going to be accepting people and I'm just not going to hear back from them because I'm going to see, I'm going to just see the, on their Instagram that they're in Indonesia yeah, they're doing, in Indonesia. Lawn, doing lawn care. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, wow, I never realized they were that tall before. And you're like, yeah, yeah, they, yeah they, cause they weren't. <laughs> yeah. Cause we, we made them that tall. Yeah. And look at those sneakers. Look at how good those sneakers are. I like that. They're all going to sound like they came from Australia. <laughs> yeah, and the accents are really going to throw people off. That's where you really get the the melting pot going. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. So have us back on, and we'll uh, we'll let you know how that goes. All right. Good. Well, I feel like this was wildly successful. Yeah. Wildly. Yeah. Wildly. We did it. Wildly. We'll listen back and realize that Cole barely got a word in. But other than that, yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. We navigated successfully to the end without incident. Yeah, no technical difficulties on this one. That was amazing. I was expecting them because Andrew, yours last time, the government was really getting heavy on that interference. They were cranking that. I don't know dial. what that's. A, yeah, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, maybe it's doing it. Maybe it's doing it earlier in the day. Help me out. Yeah, there you go. All right, fellas. Well, where do you want people to find you? Um. Yeah, Cole, why don't you start? Oh yeah, uh, Instagram deep underscore nuts with the z and uh find some loose stuff there uh, i have frontporch.com all domained up and that's my website yeah. uh, that's front spelled with a u f-r-u-n-t mm, like front like front yeah. yeah like a front like um like a mafia thing okay you know mm. okay Okay. Is it spelled differently yeah, when it's like that? I think you invented that spelling with a U. Well, I mean, it depends uh, what um, what area of the country you're in. Now, why wasn't there a U in the porch? Why wasn't it front perch? I just want to make sense. <laughs> okay. That's okay. A perch. Okay. Okay. But what's a front? Well, it's uh, uh, Greenstone. Where can we find you? <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm located at uh, comicsareforkids.com. Um, are your I've comics got... for kids? Are, is that are your comics for kids? Uh, yeah, it came out. I think I, like that 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 IP kind of came about around the time where where there's like I mean like maybe like every four or five years or so the like the New York Times does a uh, an article that goes like bam zoom comics aren't for kids anymore. Yeah. And uh, and in art school, you know, I feel like whenever we would wax poetically about comics, it would be fashionable for us to go like, well, but what do I know? Comics are for kids. Right. Um, So uh, that's my new thing is to challenge everybody about their domain names and their URLs. That's what I'm going to do at the end of each podcast is be really aggressive and (laughs) confrontational about it. Just get really mad that we're not using our scout names. Just Uh, come up with anything. No, even if you are, I'll get mad about that. Okay, cool. Feigned yeah, outrage. It a, yeah, it was a dumb. Yeah, it was just a college joke that got no went too far. Mm, and then, like um, yeah, I, like I mean, it. I had I had some nib stuff that just came out, so check that out. Um, 
Yeah, you, you know, got the you got the new the new comic, the reportage comic about the grinders at the nib.com, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the body hacks comic is out. Um, yeah, yeah and you're rolling weekend. with that. How many what what how many have you done now? That's like what, four? Yeah, yeah, I've got four. I'm working on two right now. Sick. I'm working on like uh I'm working I'm doing people walkers uh later this week. Yeah. So I mean like that should be out pretty soon. Like that'll be out pretty soon after this come like when does this come out? This will come out on Patreon like today or tomorrow, and then so probably today. I'll put it out today on Patreon, and it'll come out Friday to the public. Oh, that's dope! Yeah, so yeah, if you're listening, and if you know, if if you're listening, and you can hook me up with a pet psychic in LA. Oh, I like this. That's something like that's like that's my homework for the rest of the day. It's like I really need to like lock down a pet psychic. Um, I'm surprised they haven't found me yet because I've really put that vibe out. I've been telling my pets. I've been telling my pets to really put that vibe out too. Um, so that's yeah, like that's that's. I'm doing something sort of with that. I'm doing something with people walkers, and I've got some other stuff in the mix. Um, I've been reviewing rock shows with the hope of uh, getting picked up that way. I've got some. I'm, I've got, I'm working on a lot of stuff at once. It's a pretty cool time for me in comics. Awesome. Um, so keep an eye out. I'm so psyched, man. I love seeing you crush the comics game because that's what we were always talking about. Like, oh, man, you got to just start cranking out the comics. And, you know, you had a lot of projects kind of up in the air. And then now they're really finding landing spots and you're finding your voice in there. And it's working, man. They're getting better each time. So I'm loving it. Yeah, it's been, it's been a good year. I think I finally sort of arrived. Like, you know, like I think I finally have a seat at the table. Andrew comes home to L.A. Oh, great. No oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right sweet fellas well this was awesome and uh we'll click over and uh wrap it up you can say goodbye to the listeners all right see you bye guys tuning in yeah thanks for having us all right that is what i'm talking about that was a fucking juicy old podcast i have so much fun with these i just want to really shout out the homies who take the time to come on this podcast every week because it is truly the highlight of my week to reconnect with my friends, my real life friends, and just talk about all of this fucking nonsense, or is it the truth, or are we spreading the truth to your fucking face right now? I'm spreading truth all over your face like some fucking veggie fucking cream cheese on a fucking bagel, you know what I'm saying? Um... All right, so we got some shout-outs coming down the pipe from the old Patreon. If you love this podcast, if you look forward to this podcast every week, think about going on over to uh, Goshen. No, think about think about going on down to patreon.com slash Goshrimp um, to show some love to the pod, to support the podcast, keep the podcast going strong, um, and keep us... Uh, coming up with some new extra content. You know I've been having a lot of fun with these Behind the Foreskin mini-sodes um, on the Patreon page, posting those up. And then, of course, we're up to we're up to mini-sode 15 on there and uh, gives you a behind-the-scenes look at what I'm working on and then just some other fun stuff like that uh, alien investigation that me and Wolfie did. Uh, you know, I thought, oh, what could we do? What could we do? What could we do for another fun thing for the Behind the Foreskin? You know, it's, it's the contribution... 
and the support on the Patreon page that allows us to do that, you know, to share that, to have fun making it, and to spread it out there as inspiration for other people to just fill their lives with the things that inspire them the most, you know, with the things that make them the most happy, because we all know that you're the only person living your life that life is really meant to be lived in a passionate way. You know, you always got to lead with your passion and your interests and follow that intuition. That's your compass to guide you through this maze of failures and successes that is your destiny, you know, and waking up every day and preparing for success, you know, creating a vision of who you want to be in your life and going out there and following your goals, even just little ones, set little daily goals. You know, if you're working a full-time job that is not your main thing, that's okay. That's most people, okay? That doesn't mean that you can't come home and chip away at your goals a little bit at a time, a couple nights a week, on the weekend, you know? Set aside those hangouts, let that Netflix chill on its own for a little bit, and pursue your passions because that's going to start to build your power. That's where your superpowers come from, is when you're in there exercising those intuitional, creative muscles, engaging with your destiny. That's how you start to get stronger and you start to see the little signs of where to go next. Once you activate, once you activate the plan and the goal setting, you know, life is going to meet you halfway. It's going to start to give you the, some little coincidences, some little nice circumstances are going to come that are going to give you little little breadcrumbs along the trail to get you there, you know? And, you know, there's going to be a lot of failure along the way too. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows that I love to talk about my failures, getting fired from Cartoon Network, breaking every bone in both my feet, being told I was probably going to be in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. You know, it's the hardest times in your life that allow you to to grow the most in a lot of circumstances, you know? So that's how, that's our mindset. That's the world championship mindset. That's the growth mindset. That's the evolution mindset that you need. Once you have that, you're already successful because you're preparing for success every day. You're setting yourself up to take advantage of the opportunities that come your way. You know what I'm saying? And of course, when you're out there doing your thing, when you're out there following your goals, pursuing your passions, I would also just implore you to do the same thing I'm doing right now and encourage other people to follow their goals you know forget all this political division forget all this fucking all the all the bullshit in mainstream reality that's trying to pit us against each other we are all creative animals in an infinite universe trying to follow our paths in life you know everybody really at the root of it has the same goals so you know set the judgments aside set the differences aside we all have more in common than we have in conflict with each other i can fucking guarantee it okay so when you're out there doesn't matter where the people around you are from doesn't matter who they're in love with doesn't matter what language they speak doesn't matter what color their skin is doesn't matter what gender they are that none of that stuff matters let the those people do their thing and you know what support them in the pursuit of their goals and they will support Support you back in pursuing your goals. That's the way it works. Everybody out here trying to help each other accomplish our goals as a collective. You know, everybody doing their thing on an individual level with individual strength and individual guts and work ethic and planning and intuition and all that. And then and then creating those little support communities like Secret Society of Ghost Scouts, like the 12-week online group workshop, like this very fucking podcast. You are the friends in the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast. I 
have a mission to pump you up, to make you follow your goals. Not to make you follow your goals, but to suggest, to encourage, to give you a push. Because I know that the world will be better if you are as happy as I am, if you are as fulfilled as I am, if you are as challenged as I am every day in my life. I set up a life on purpose full of meaningful challenges. Okay, I live in a house that is half built because it is my dream to do this. And I wake up every day super enthusiastic, super charged up, super psyched at at what am I going to do today to pursue my goals? I'm doing drawing. I'm doing stuff with my kids. I'm doing freaking building on the house. I'm doing stuff with the Ghost Scouts. I'm doing all this shit and it's so much fun. It charges me up because I know that I'm doing my thing and I'm encouraging other people to do their thing. That's what life is really all about. If anybody tries to tell you different consider it, but you know, maybe also consider this because I am telling you, it is fucking glorious. And as you know, I'm a total fuck up. If I can fucking pull this off, you definitely can too. All right. Now let's jump into these shiggity, shiggity shout outs. All right, so the shout-outs start at the $2 pledge level, but as we know, some people choose to go above and beyond. And coming in at $5 per episode, we've got my man or woman or human, Johan Elberby, Yvonne Santiago. Also coming in at that $5 per podcast level. That is incredible. Get yourself some beef stew. Share it with your friends. Share it with your loved ones. Spread it around. Spread it on your body. Spread it over your bed sheets and sleep in it because beef stew is good for your soul. Okay, Chicken soup for the soul? I say beef stew for the soul. All right? Uh, you know the girl Sarah Coming in straight out the 12-week online group workshop at that $5 per podcast level. Cannot believe how generous these contributors are. Big, big, big shout-outs. You know, Sam? At the $3 level, we got Zeta. Big shout-outs. Get yourself a big old honking chunk of beef stew to thrash at your leisure. Um, oh, my man, fellow Pratt alumni, I was in foundation with Raphael Tanghall. Big shout outs to the homie. Love him supporting the podcast. That is so fantastic. That tells me I'm doing something right. Okay, that's how you know when your friends and scouts and workshoppers all support this shit. That's how I know I'm doing something right. All right, so now we're at the $2 level getting these beef stew shout outs on track. We got none other than my man Daniel Foothead, aka Go Scout Sports Magic, all the way from New Zealand. And uh, in a couple of weeks, he's going to be here for a nice three-month residency. We're definitely getting him on the podcast. I tried to get him on before, but he's shy. There's a lot of people that I try to get on this podcast, and they are too shy or too self-conscious to come on. But we're going to keep working them because this podcast is a friendly 
space. This podcast is a safe space. You know, I, I come on here and say dumb shit all the time. <clears throat> I listen back to this podcast and I'm like, why did I say that? I don't even believe that. I don't even mean that. I didn't even realize I was saying that. When you talk all the time on like podcasts and shit, like sometimes your brain just says stuff and like I won't even realize I said it and I won't even know where it came from. Sometimes your mind just says crazy shit. So there's nothing to be afraid of, y'all, with that. You just come up, you let it spill out, and you let the chips fall where they may. You know, you got to just have the have the wherewithal to go, you know, I'm trying to do a service here, and some of it's going to be good, and some of it's going to be sloppy, and some of it's going to be uh, hair-brained, and half-brained, and half-baked, and all that shit, but it's all good. You know, you got to put that, you got to throw caution to the wind when you're jumping into this deep water podcast world. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, we got clients on here too. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my man, Uncle Terry. Big shout outs. Fucking uh, done a couple jobs with Uncle Terry and loving it. Hope to do more. Um, big shout out to, ooh, Hollywood elite. Hollywood big time celebrity. The director of Kung Fu Panda and the Little Prince, Mark Osborne, who I think I'll be seeing pretty soon. Kent Osborne is going to be moving in up the road tomorrow. Um, and then Mark is coming up to help him move in at some point. So uh, hopefully we can get a little double pot on there, you know, get the get the Osborne bros up on this podcast but you know that since Kent's going to be my neighbor we're going to be hearing a lot more from Kent Osborne you know and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that uh, we got the reigning, defending, Ghost Scout training camp, year six camp champion, Ghost Scout Beard Lips, a.k.a. John Mansfield. I know that's a bowl of vegan beef stew, and I know he's sharing it with another Ghost Scout computer person, a.k.a. Lermy. I know she's getting in on that vegan beef stew. Uh-oh, straight out the 12-week online group workshop, we've got Johnny Glines. Oh, Johnny gets me fired up for some reason. Um, uh-oh, coming up from Denmark, we got my man, Tryman Hunt. Got the shout-out on this podcast. That's what's happening. He got the shout-out, Cole Brower fucking shouted out him in the podcast itself because that's what you get you know sometimes just becoming part of the regular shout outs it's like you become part of the podcast you're part of the podcast sphere and people are wondering about you and now all of a sudden we want to see Tryman hunt doing things i love it this is a whole world in and of itself you know what i'm saying uh, big shout out to Alexi Giroux, another workshopper. Much respect to Alexi. Love his work. Big shout out to Arguably Art. Big shout outs. Get yourself some beef stew. Another client on here. Big shout out to Erica Mouse. 
Uh, still haven't heard anything about beef stew on the menu at the Norway Brewing Company. A little ghost stew, a little ghost shrimp beef stew on there. Could be a special. Hmm, I love it. Uh, big shout out to your favorite stop motion animator and mine. And he's been on this podcast, Anthony Scott. Let's get Gumby rebooted. I want to see it. Uh, big shout out to Wastezoid. Get yourself a bowl of motherfucking beef stew. Uh, big shout out to my homie Dewan Gordon. Big shout outs. Much respect for the support. Oh, one of my favorite comic book artists, Jesse Moynihan. You know what I'm saying? I support his Patreon for forming. Go check it out. Big shout out to Michael Garcia. Get yourself a chunk, a hunk, a bowl of beef stew. Oh, big shout out to someone who the first person from the podcast that I've met in person, Shambe, Shambe, Shambe. I see we got a name change going. It's not Shambe right anymore. It's just Shambe. I like that. Much more mysterious. Sounds like a shaman. Uh, big shout out to Chris Murray. Straight out the online workshop once again. So many. Oh, big shout out to the homie Bark the Dog. B A R C. R R R. Multiple time guest of this podcast. The artist formerly known as Andrew Lansing. No, I did it again. Alexander Lansing. Andrew Lansing. Alexander Andrew Lansing. I don't even know my friends' names. That's what I'm talking about here. Big shout out to Michael Broncado. Get yourself some beef stew today. Everybody, I'm hoping, in my mind, I'm picturing that when I'm doing these shout-outs, y'all are sitting around eating some beef stew. Like, at the end of this podcast, line it up where you're eating a bowl of beef stew while you're getting your beef stew shout-out. That's synchronicity. That's how you bring it together. That's going to give you some extra super juice powers, you know? Uh, big shout-out to Ryan Sims. Big shout-out going to Chris Wynn. Those short names that end in N. That's a weird pronunciation. Big shout out to Steve Winfield Meyer. Big shout out to Gerard Jones. Big shout out to Spook Novel. Get yourself some beef stew. Khalil Fry. Damn, this is a long ass list. You can tell this is uh where where the where the where the fucking shit reset and everybody's pledging on the last one. The last one was the first one of the month or whatever, and everyone was pledging on that. So yeah, once again, for people that don't understand, because the list is getting so long, we're actually going to the literal reward system where if you if you supported the previous episode of the podcast, you're going to hear yourself get a shout out 
on the next podcast. So these are all the people that supported episode 36, right? Because we're on 37 now. So just to clear that up, there was a little bit of confusion. So if you want to hear your name shouted out on every single podcast, just make sure you're set to support every podcast. But you don't have to. It's totally up to you. Whatever you feel like you want to do is much appreciated. You know what I'm saying? Uh, big shout out to Jesse Kukuka Donnie, the original $2 shout out supporter. Big shout out to Curse Gift. There's your shout out, homie. I know you were asking about that. So because you supported the previous pod, you get the shout out on this one. Uh, big shout out to Alejandro Fuentes, straight out the online workshop, Los Focos, check him out. Big shout out to Alec Wright, and last but not least, big shout out to Ethan Worthington. So big shout outs to everybody who supported episode 36 of the podcast. It is much, much, much appreciated. Um, And uh, this episode has gone on long enough. This is absolute madness, but I hope you've enjoyed it. So as always, you know what I'm saying? Pursue those goals. Be out there. Be productive. Live that high morale. You know, get up every day and do something that's going to psych yourself up, you know? You got to commit to that high morale lifestyle because that's the mindset that's really going to carry you through each and every day, no matter what the challenges are. You can't control the circumstances outside in the world, outside in your life. You can do things to influence them, but you can never control it all. But the thing you can control 100%, you know what I'm saying? If you have all your mental faculties is your mindset. So fucking dial in on that. I realized that when I was 17 years old, that my life was going to depend on my mindset. Everything that happened from there on out, I knew was going to be determined by my mindset, what was happening between my ears, not what happened outside. Okay? So that's how you do it. That's how I am a fuck up, but I was able to put it together and get to where I am today, living my version of my dream life. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yep, get out there, stay positive, stay productive, all right? Till next week, set those goals. Peace out.